And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, TP. I'm your host, Theo. Who's sick as a dog. I am I am remote because I don't want to get spread the vid. I don't want to spread the COVID. There's no there's no COVID. There's he, no com- confirmation of that. He's got the Rona Hiv. All right, and <laughs> tonight we have uh, some guests of ours, some friends of ours, back on the show. We're hanging out with Hank and Kyle, Chef Kyle from Six Four Three Conspiracy and Sunday Night Secret Sun- Society. Sunday night. Here we go. And they're kind of. Now they're both co-hosting each other's shows, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Howdy, partner. How y'all doing? All we need to do is get Kyle off the West Coast, and we can get this uh, North-South Highway 61 posse going here, buddy. <laughs> I've been pulling for it. Y'all got to help me. Y'all got to help me. Come on, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Second, the second I have to do so, I am. Well, you could uh, be more part. I am out. I am out. I I mean this one hundred percent genuinely, buddy. If you need anything, and I, I don't have a lot of money, I'll tell you that right now. But if you need anything, let me know, man. I'll I will drive the truck out to Colorado or to California. I've got access to a forty foot. You need in a truck. <laughs> so, if you need a load taken, I, buddy, I, I got you. That yeah, it's definitely going to be in the works. Hopefully, here very shortly because I can't do it no more. I can't. I'm driving myself. It's driving me nuts. Well, and yeah, dude. Hey, I got. A, I have a bunch of uh, hotel points and stuff. So if you guys, you you got the family and whatnot, and you're, uh, so if you need to stop over or wherever you're going, dude, I can I can loan you some points and for uh, some free nights. I I greatly appreciate that, and um, hopefully oh. within the next year, I'll be taking y'all up on some of that. Oh yeah. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Well, so, Merry Christmas, fellas. Yeah, Merry Happy Christmas. California Exodus. Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah, doing God's work, getting people out of California. Amen. <laughs> hey, I love so gorgeous. Here. It's such a shame. Such a gorgeous place, and it's just a shame, you know. Unless it you're a, unless you're a, a Chinese dictator, then it's a really amazing place. Then you own it. Then it's yours. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, yeah. When you get the Chinese dictators coming through, magically the streets of San Francisco are cleaned up of all the feces and all the drugs and. I believe I believe Newsom actually I call him nuisance Gov- Governor Gavin Nuisance, but um, Bruce yeah, Newsom. it was it. Yeah, he 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 admitted 
the fact that, yeah, he did do a lot of extra cleanup when it came to uh, whoever the fuck the guy's name is that decided to come, Xi Jinping? come and visit. Yeah, there you go. Xi Jinping. But yeah, so, one day, one day. It is a shame, though. It is a shame, though. I'm, I'm an hour from the beach. I'm an hour from the snow. I'm an hour yeah. from, like, the desert. And, uh, and California yeah, but, has been the inspiration of many of our nation's greatest works. Yeah. You know, some shit that we're going to get into tonight, as a matter of fact. Yep. Ooh. But anyhow, thank you guys. Thank you for having us on. Thanks for coming on. We always, you guys are badass. We always love doing stuff with you guys. Yeah, dude, you guys are awesome. So it's a, this is a team effort, gents. Yeah. All right. Give me one second. You know how I, how I feel about y'all. And, and, and I can speak for Kyle that the feelings are definitely mutual. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a far stretch to say that that one of these days, before we're the old McDonald's coffee drinkers in the morning, we'll we're, we're gonna, we'll, we'll we'll meet up. We'll meet up and and we'll enjoy some good frolicking and tomfoolery and just all around general fuckery. Oh, we absolutely, absolutely. will, sir. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about that. So I won't be partaking in any McDonald's coffee or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. You guys do whatever crazy shit you want to. No, we'll bring some good coffee down for you, dude. I'm sure you know, <laughs> being around all those, those, that's those, uh, steel freaking mills. Uh, something must be in the air. If you, if you think McDonald's coffee is good to drink, sip on. No, that's steel just mills. everywhere you go, man. Every, all the, it doesn't matter what it is. There's just old dudes around here flock to, places to drink coffee and it's just those boomers man those boomers they like that basic shit (laughs) y'all can't even go flock like out in the woods somewhere cool or something (laughs) they have the they have the truck bed that they don't want to ruin the paint on you know they're those right right like my never mind i'm not gonna name (laughs) names (laughs) all right sorry i just uh, Having some before freaking... we jump into it, where, where where's Z Rock tonight? Out being a rock star. Yeah. What is Z Rock doing tonight? Yeah, he uh, rock it? he is on on the road. Yeah, he's got a New Year's show, so he's traveling so for jealous, that. Jealous man. Yeah, I'm. It's I'm just so geographically fucked when it comes to. I I used to call myself a musician. I mean, I read music, I play the saxophone and guitar, but it's just there's nowhere around me. <laughs> to play like well there's places to play there's just nobody to play with without yeah. giving too much away aren't you relatively close to memphis brother i mean right yeah, yeah i mean rich ass that's British different dudes have been trying to mimic that sound for decades my friend like there's the Beatles. nobody out here that wants to play really that, well like if i was just, in memphis this wouldn't be a problem yeah, yeah you probably don't want to be in there i just i live with farmers and meth heads and <laughs> that's that's the thing about being around the farmers buddy we got the same problem around here yeah yeah <laughs> but then we've got this steel mill that's hiring every illegal that knows how to swing a hammer within five thousand miles and none of them know how to drive and our fucking roadways are trashed and well but the economy is booming gas stations have never been more full yeah, yeah, that's what uh, Arabs are making out like a like a bandit. That's what uh, Karen Jepier, what what's her stupid name? I can't. I every time I Karine see her face, yeah, dude. Every time I Karine see her face, Jean-Pierre. I just it makes me want to freaking vomit. You know, 
But anyway, she has she has lovely hair. She I, said I'll say that about her. She said that the economy is booming. It's never been better <laughs> under Biden. You know, at least peppermint patty made you want to believe the lie. Like we all knew that the peppermint patty was full of shit. Jen Saki, we'll Saki back to that. Yeah, Jen Saki. But we'll circle back. Yeah, she's evil. But fuck, man, she could at least put on a good, good fuck you face and have you believe in. For the most part, she was genuine about the lie. Everybody, it's so easy to tell. Corrine just does not give a fuck. No, yeah. She, the look on her face uh, every time she says something stupid. Where Jen like, Saki. Oh, sorry, brother. Yeah, qu- quit cutting people off. You know, come over there and cut you. <laughs> the delay is horrible. Yeah, Zoom sucks. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, we're getting way off topic here. Sorry to sack you back. Let's get into the ten- tonight's topic because this is going to be a long. There we one. go. Let's just do it. Let's just do Let's it. Let's just get into this. All right. So. We're talking about Walt Disney and Disney World. Everybody knows what crap go- been going on with Disney, especially like DeSantis and there's a big fight with him and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of listeners of ours have heard about some of like the subliminal messages and stuff and whatnot in some of the Disney films of ours growing up, yeah. right? We all grew up watching. Dicks, yeah. Penises, Little Mermaid. Things like that. Boobs. Right. So... Is Disney, they were branded as the family, the trusted family brand, right? Parents could sit their kids in front of a a Disney movie and be like, oh, it's a Disney movie, no big deal. And as of late, I mean, over the last couple years, like, you know, we've been seeing stuff that uh, are they really for the family unit or are they trying to break up the nuclear family? Can I say one, one thing, TP? Yeah. In uh, looking at information and, and whatnot for this, it it was disappointing, man. I'm like, I'm not going to get all emotional or anything like that, but like, it's disappointing that some of the connections that are made, we don't, there's not even anything necessarily crazy conclusive here, but the what is conclusive is scary in and of itself. And right. the parallels you can draw and the places you can go from that and how things are revealed later um, these days, we can draw a pretty good picture. And I was just really disappointed, man, because like one of the I, I saw one of the movies that was apparently uh, pretty MK Ultra ish, if you will, was like yeah. Peter Pan. And yeah. doesn't Peter Pan like and the music and that original so uh, illustration some, and whatnot? Dude, there's doesn't that make you like happy? Doesn't that give you a dopamine? He can fly. He can fly. He can fly. Dude, I mean, there's uh, and the esoteric symbols and, and whatnot, and the legendary, the fantasy stuff, and that actually it'd be sweet to have Drew Misson on and do some esoteric deep dive symbols. Yeah, crap dude. Into Peter Pan. Sure. But yeah, but I'm just saying this is our childhood, and not only our childhood, but our parents' childhood. Right. And and. uh it's just it's disappointing and the nostalgia kind of it kills it right i don't know yeah so yeah it makes i sad. guess trigger makes sad. trigger warning uh we're gonna kill one of your childhood heroes here today friends <laughs> <laughs> more than one yeah more than one so i mean that's why we got we're coming out with a t-shirt all my childhood heroes are dead all there my childhood heroes got murdered all right so except for jesus well jesus was murdered though so 
Yeah. Hey. He was murdered too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all right. So let's start with hey, Walt Kyle, Disney. We got you guys? Hmm? What's up? Oh, all right. I just hadn't heard you guys. I want to make sure we had you. Oh, oh no, yeah, we're, we're yeah, here. I'm here. I'm I'm cracking up, man. You guys are you guys are cracking me up. <laughs> keep it going, baby. Let's banter. keep it going. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start off here. So I got some notes here. We're gonna we're gonna go through them. Disney was born in Chicago, December fifth, nineteen oh one. Uh, he was the fourth out of five children, and when he was four, his family moved down to Marceline, Missouri. Missouri? Missouri. Missouri. Or a small for town. For those of us who know better, Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. But when, you're on that, when you're on Hank's side of Missouri, that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, it apparently was a small town community that Disney remembered as having been I- idyllic. idyllic. His father was apparently a farmer down there. But they had to sell the family farm in 1910, and the following year he relocated to Kansas City, which became very important in his life as well. Disney's father purchased a newspaper route for the next six years, and Walt helped with the deliveries, working before and after school and on weekends. And in 1917, his father sold the paper route and moved the family back to Chicago, where he was employed at a jelly and fruit juice company. I wonder if there was any connection between uh like the wizard of oz and kansas and can't you know there's no place like home oh yeah, yeah. connection there can't, well the kansas thing. city oh. is geographically damn near right in the center of the united states as well right so i mean it's got that very midwesterny down home feel to it as well well Hell, that, that goes okay. straight to the 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 more of the risque we look at it now as the the more racially undertoned side of Disney when you had like Briar Rabbit and uh, all them good old cartoons, and yeah. you got to think that, that that a lot of that was rooted in this early 1900s nowhere town in Missouri, and 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 we you got to understand this probably wasn't what we considered a map dot town like this was probably just a, a a gathering of homesteads within like a 15 mile radius there was like five families and so and and it, it's like 19 what oh one yeah born. they moved so when he was four, four so, so, five. so dude he's in the middle of bum fucked egypt let's just be real yeah I went and looked so, it up. It's a cute little town now. I don't know what the pictures actually. I should try to find photos from 1905. Who knows, man? Maybe there was some really nice architecture there that happened to burn down with the rest of the country around that time of year. Um, time it could of be century. true. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go look at some of these. Look at some of these photos. This is. There's a very beautiful building here. It looks like some type of church on a corner with a big tower on the corner of it. Um, it's I just know what like around here looked like around the turn of the century, and it looks a much. lot different nowadays. <laughs> but it looks like they have like a downtown area rebuilt, kind of like I would assume how Disney imagined it wanting to be. Yeah. That's what he wanted to rebuild, I guess, in Disney World, right, or Disneyland. Well, Keep in mind, right? Epcot was never intended by Walt Disney, if my mind serves me correctly, to be uh, 
what do you call it? And a tourist attraction, a theme park style deal, whatever you want to call it. It was intended to be the city of the future. Oh, I, 15 minute city. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to get into that later, though. We haven't even gotten to the part where he's building stuff. So, yeah, you're no, that's a good one, Theo. All right. So he uh, Walt ended up dropping out of high school at 16 when the United States was fighting World War One. And he joined the Red Cross Ambulance Corps by forging his birth certificate, which he was an artist. So I guess it was pretty easy for him to do it back then on those, you know, pieces of paper, which wasn't uncommon. It wasn't uncommon at all. And you think about that, too, dude, that's back in 19, uh, 1916. He was 16 yep. years old. So that was no, that would have been 1917. Or 17, yep. And. Can you think of an, a 16-year-old nowadays wanting to sign up for war? <laughs> Lying about their age to get in? No way. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather did it. Yeah, I know lots of uh, people's grandfathers or great-grandfathers did it. I was like, that used to be a thing yeah. in this country. But anyway, so he uh, he set off to France in late 1918, shortly after the signing of the armistice uh, on the 11th November, 1911 or 1918. So... He when there was pictures of him driving around on his Red Cross, so he just basically was just like driving around officials and doing minuscule shit for like a year over in France, right? Since the war was over, but he had uh, there's pictures of him or a picture or two where he had drawn like cartoons on the side of his ambulance and stuff. But once he got out of the Red Cross, no place like home, like Kyle said, he went back down to Kansas City instead of Chicago. And he was hoping to become an, a newspaper cartoonist, but instead he found work creating advertisements for magazines and movie theaters. And then he became, that's when he became interested in animation. So another important part here, I'm going to skip ahead of my notes and we'll have to come back. Sorry, I have this misorganized because it, uh, to finish this up, it says in 1922, he opened a film studio called Laughagram, but it struggled financially and shut down in 1923. So another reason I think why Disney was so attracted back to Kansas City. Scroll down to the uh, we'll just go down to here where it says was Disney a Freemason? Because that's a huge, that's a big rumor, right? Everybody thinks that Disney was yes. a Freemason. I thought he was a Freemason until I started digging into this, which he very well could have still been, quote unquote, a Freemason. But, I mean, he might as well. He was in, like, the Hitler Youth of Freemasonry, right? Uh, Yeah, Demole was the name, right? But it's even, um, it's even said that he was, like, a 33rd degree Freemason. Supposedly. Which allegedly is the highest. Yeah. That's what they say, but I couldn't, I mean, and like you said, though, the internet was really scrubbed. Some people claim that he was his brother, his older brother. We can get into that later. Definitely was a Freemason, but, um, but Disney was a part of Demole. Yeah. Uh, and Demole is quote from the, this is from their website. We are a premier organization based on timeless principles omitted to developing and inspiring leadership, team building, and networking for young men ages 12 to 21. We are truly a brotherhood without borders with members from all over the world. And it says, this is another quote off the website, there are hundreds of thousands of members, advisors, 
alumni members, and supporters worldwide. While the Demole program is international, every member belongs to a chapter, which is close in proximity to their location. It is our chapters that host fun events, fundraisers, charity drives, and much more to impact their communities. That was from the Kansas City chapter that I pulled off there, which is where... So, so we're not talking about the classic Italian masterpiece. That's the mole. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Just to interject, yeah, so something I, that I found out, too, is so each chapter must be sponsored by a local Masonic body yep. or some other group composed exclusively by Masons. So there's there's one Freemason that is uh, that is like the liaison between and coaches that particular so these chapter. guys are like right. the world economic forum uh young leaders deal except all the way back then well like i said it's basically it's like grooming the, they're they're fucking grooming these kids yeah they're grooming them. it's the hitler youth of fucking freemason america <laughs> well i yep. want and, and uh, yeah and that's what the other thing so when these kids leave they go into this program and they get out they end up becoming you know Yale, they go to Yale and become, become skull and bones and, and other shit like that, right? They have other opportunities available to them once they leave this organization or at 21. They graduate from it, I guess, right? Sure. So the Walt, doors open. Walt joined the Del Mole as soon as he got back. It says in 1920. He was the 107th member of the original mother chapter of Del Mole in Kansas City. So Del Mole was started here. By a guy named Frank S. Land or Dad. Uh, he preferred the young men to call him, which is kind of creepy. Come talk, yeah. come talk to Daddy. Tell me what's going on, bud. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Automatically sounds like programming, right? That that reminds me of like some freaking like Stranger Things, Papa, yeah. but or a pimp. Call me or, Daddy. Yeah. Otherwise, you get the hose again, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, Walt knew, apparently Walt knew Frank S. Land dad very well. And DeMole was important to Walt throughout his early life. And it is believed that his first trip back to Kansas came in 1931 when he was given. Oh, yeah. So after he goes through and, and uh, does Disneyland and all this stuff, he makes another trip back to Kansas City. And he receives the Legion of Honor by Dad Land himself. So he he was heavily involved in it. There's not much I couldn't find very much of what he actually did in there. But clearly he got he gained some good connections through that Demole because he ended up, like I said, they gave him a uh, uh, some type of medal or whatever award, some shit. He even he even drew in 1932, 1935. He drew uh, some comic strips for Demole with Mickey Mouse, Pluto, and other Disney characters participating in meetings of Barnyard Chapter Order of Demole. And all they although they bore Walt Disney's branding signature, one of them, the illustrators Fred Spencer, also was a former member of Demole, which I thought was interesting because that just like I said, there's. Once you get so I was a Freemason. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. Yeah. 
you've talked plenty of times about handshakes and whatnot. Oh yeah, you, you can just take any, anywhere, right? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, once you become a third degree master mason, and yeah, you know the secret handshake, and you know the right phrase word to say when certain questions are asked of you, you could enter any f- Masonic temple in the world, and they would accept you as a brother, even if you just like so, murder. Yeah, a, a fr- fraternity. Yeah, a fraternity, and with that also. You have connections. There's business owners and stuff in it and everything. So, like, obviously, I wonder if this... I thought uh, maybe that Fred Spencer guy, maybe the only reason he got the job with Disney was because he was a Demole boy and was an illustrator. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably was. So, in the same year that he that the uh, his Laughogram studio failed, Walt moved out to Hollywood and formed Disney Brothers Studios with his older sibling Roy old Roy after producing various short animated cartoons the studio started making a series in 1927 about a character that Walt had developed called Oswald the lucky rabbit but however the next year it was a major blow Walt lost the rights to his popular cartoon and many of his employees were poached in a corporate dispute yeah, that's so. That's for everybody that does trivia nights. That that will probably come up one one time when you go to trivia. <laughs> Who's Walt Disney's first uh, character? Because a lot of people put Mickey Mouse, but it was actually Oswald the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Right. And yeah, and Steamboat Willie was before Mickey Mouse as well. So Oswald, and then Steamboat Willie at least. Huh? Well, yeah, and originally also he was Walt was going to call him Mortimer Mouse instead of Mickey Mouse. But right. decided that Mickey was better. Also, I read somewhere or saw a few other places that his wife was the one that told him, like, that's fucking retarded. Oh, she was, she, I think she was a little, she was kind of right. I, I, I agree with her. Yeah. God bless her. Multima? Multima Mouse. You don't think that Multima is a connectable name? The Multima Mouse Club. Yes. <laughs> Splendid. He'd have to have a monocle and shit. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like the British version yeah. of Mickey Mouse in an alternate His universe. His the Monopoly guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Uh, yeah. Maybe in some other multiverse somewhere that's happening right now. Anyway, uh, so then Mickey Mouse officially made his debut in 1928. And like you said, Theo, the Steamboat Willie film. And it was the first cartoon to use synchronized sound effects with the movement. So that was like a big deal back then. I think that was only not even 100 yeah. years ago, dude. Look what we have now with the it technology. Was a, it was a big deal that uh, them moving pictures there had never been synchronized to music. Right. Yeah. You bet your ass. No, there were some backwood Bible thumpers that were calling it the devil, not knowing just how right they were. No yeah, kidding, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. No kidding, dude. Yes. But yeah, so right after that, the rodent quickly became a star. And so, which I found was very odd too. Soon after that, that's when Mickey Mouse Club started popping up for children and then merchandise selling comic strips. So, like, almost right away, Disney's like, I got to get these kids and we've got to put them in lingerie and little dresses, (laughs) take pictures. And then let's market these children and make millions of dollars off of them. Well, they they learned that after Disney died that they could do that, right? And then I don't know. Yeah, Britney Spears, uh, Justin Timberlake, my boy. Well, yeah, I just mean that maybe Uh, they were doing it while he was still alive. 
I think they were they were starting they were learn yeah they were like working their way up to that yes. Well, you got to think that was probably a, a residual effect of him coming through this demole maybe demole yeah. thing. So, I mean, it was probably just natural for him to reciprocate what had been done to him. Maybe, yeah. That unfortunately, those things tend to happen when people don't get the proper healing. But then in 19, it, so then in the next year, that's when Mickey spoke in the next film, The Carnival Kid, and his words were, anybody that has kids that's watched the Disney Junior's channel. Dude, dude, this is crazy. I'm. I, this is the first time I'm seeing that, but yeah, his first words were hot dog, hot dog, and that's exactly what it says in the uh, dog, Disney hot, Junior. Dog, hot, yeah. Dog. Yep. yep. Oh my god. And isn't like... Aren't, isn't food supposed to be used as a yes for the pedophiles like code words for kids? yeah yeah code yeah. code language yeah pizza and hot dogs yeah yep. pasta with sauce without sauce yeah alleged an hour of pizza allegedly. allegedly yeah allegedly and I like also how it's I don't know why I should have looked more into that but the name Carnival Kid Carnival spelled with a K it's like <laughs> Cartman's Community Kids with a K. Everybody will love us. <laughs> Part of the Cool Kids Club. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, apparently Disney tried finding somebody to do Mickey's voice. But uh, and by the way, Disney was a freaking control freak narcissist. Once he, his empire got built, uh, he really got imagine. he really got out of control. It's like it's it's wild. But he uh, he he didn't like the voices, so he he actually voiced Mickey Mouse until 1947, and the last one was Mickey and the Beanstalk. Everybody's seen that one, right? Fee, five, fo, fung, fee, five, classic, which is a classic too. And it's weird also that it, like a lot of almost all of Disney's stuff, especially his early stuff, are just fairy tales. Now fairy tales are not like Mother Goose rhymes that are based on facts and real people. Fairy tales are fantasies. They are fun to read. I read them myself every night, but nobody really believes them. That he redid. They kept everything going. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, another sort of interesting fold or wrinkle to the whole situation is that not only did he revolutionize things now that we would think are very simple, like synchronizing moving pictures with music. Yeah but also taking old tales, lore, tales, yeah, uh, fables and whatnot. And then how do you say it? Um, Bringing them into the public domain, marketing the hell out of them, making millions and millions of dollars off of them. And, and then even in some cases, copywriting, trademarking, right now. Yeah. 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 So just, another whole like law industry of capture that we all live under right well and another thing so he had you'll find very few photos of disney with like uh cigarettes or anything or a drink in his hand because he wanted the public to portray him like kind of like frank s land like dad you know dad walt disney he was told he told people like walt disney doesn't smoke he doesn't drink but i do i and you know but i don't want my image to be portrayed that way and so i wonder also 
then just is my speculation on TP's part is if maybe from smoking so much he couldn't get that high pitch in Mickey's voice anymore in the in forty seven, so he had to give it up. His excuse well, is he was too busy, but well, and I was about to say, I, I see in your notes it says that he his excuse was that he was too busy, but I seen a video not yesterday that coincidentally went into this very topic and it said that he quit doing the voice because he was literally unable to physically continue to do so. It took too much uh, wear and tear on his vocal cords. And if you think if he's smoking a pack and a half of heaters a day, <laughs> yeah. you're not you're not hitting them high notes like you used to. Oh, yeah. He's got to hike them pants up and, ah, you know, can't get it. So on the note that Disney wanted to maintain this pristine, clean, uh, imp- you know, perfect perception about himself. Have y'all seen the movie? I can't remember the title of it. I probably should have looked that up by now. Uh, where Tom Hanks portrays Walt Disney. Oh, no. It came out not too long ago. I know what you're it's a about, really yeah. good movie. And so TP, you know how in the movie he, he, and I don't know if it's just saving Tom Mr. Hanks Banks or if they were. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's the way that I do remember that now. He he carries this air of ultimate superiority and dominance, but with the most featheristest of touches. Like the 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 sword he saw, swung was so sharp, but it was so light. But like it like because like he was that perfectionist, and he would walk through and like in the movie, these dudes were making up one of the song, one of the big Disney songs, and he was just like, "What is that?" and then made these dudes perfected on the spot pretty much and like but like he was so polite about it but like at the at the same time he was so stern that you knew not to try to cross him and that you better deliver what he's wanting right now well and those that did yeah he you got put on a list <laughs> yeah Speak softly and carry a big stick that's he see in my opinion that the way tom hanks portrays the character is the epitome of that the, of that uh quote you, you know like so if if walt was even close to what tom hanks was portraying then we look at how he was groomed through the demole community yep. into what he immediately started doing with the mickey mouse club and while they'll tell you that the whole cartoon thing animation thing initially started as being targeted for adults and whatever for propaganda you have to know that walt in the back of his mind is thinking i'm gonna get to the kids like this is for the kids at the end of the day cartoons and i mean it especially nowadays well i'm not a i'm not ashamed to say that i still watch cartoons but you know 30 years ago that's a really good 30 years ago grown men didn't watch cartoons no yeah you know what i'm saying you know uh so so yeah, now South Park it, is hilarious as hell. <laughs> exactly. Because it's it's funny because it's true. Yeah. But but you just I mean, you you look at all the things that are leading Walt into the position where he's at very early on in his empire, and then you just look at everything that comes out even while he's still alive, because I I don't think it's I think it's important to note that the stories like we noted, he was telling fairy tales. Yeah. But he was telling them in a light that had never been told to a mass amount of public before. I mean, these were very dark, disturbing, sobering 
you know, tales from from ancient Europe. <laughs> these were well, and these were also you know, the brothers. The brothers Grimm were were no sunshines and rainbows, and he was putting them out with a with a mouse and a wizard's hat. You know, right. and, he yeah. But he, not only that, he was stimulating it. brand new senses. Right. Right. Movies mostly were all in black and white. I mean, I think it, Snow White was the first full color synchronized. Well, I mean, not even film, color, right? just the moving picture matched with sound. Well, yeah, we already established That's that revolutionary. So, so now, but yeah, I'm just saying now you have multiple senses that have not been stimulated in the way that sure. they are. Right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was the first color movie that's animated full length and with sound sure and that putting- probably set the stage for certain people's you know not too far down the road from when he figured it out to ultimately overtake control of it and use it against us to an even further degree well and well, like it, like you it, said Juan Theo no, like you said uh, yeah. Hank you know, he was like, oh, I get to the kids and stuff. It's for the kids. It's for the children. It's for the babies. But, you know, Lester Crowley said that, too, like corrupt them when they're young. <laughs> you know, well, he, we all know that that's 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 the true. That's the true ge- demographic for any people and or peoples with ill intent to another group of peoples or establishment, mm-hmm. because it's very hard to convince people our age and older to coup d'etat the government. But if you literally breed it into the 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 fabric of of the kids growing up, then by the time that those kids kids have kids, you're where we currently are, and in you know a, a, a overthrow of what we hold safe is is very real. We watch it every day, but it started with somebody's kids. Yeah, and then they grew up and fed it to their kids. What did Stalin say? Give me a generation, and I'll change the world, or something like that. Sure. Give me one generation. Yep. So yep. now it's you have to think. Well, they've had more than that in the United States. We know that objectively. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not everybody, but yeah, there's a lot. Well, it, I mean that that even goes that even goes also to. You know, like I've mentioned to some people about all the, you know, the crazy stuff, like at least as far as like the subliminal messages go um, with Disney and a lot of like adults that that they've they've been fucking brainwashed. They're not even willing to look into it. And they're like, oh, who cares? Like we grew up watching it. Like I also grew up going to school. Right. I went I went to a public school and there's a lot of things that were taught to me incorrectly. And there was a lot of. um yeah, a lot of debauchery, I guess, and it takes it, it makes it harder, but it takes a certain individual to be able to break that mold. Yeah. Like my kids don't go to school. My kids are be- and I and with that being said, I also have the we have the luxury, I guess luxury of being able to do that being that my fiance is a stay-at-home mom, but it's all about breaking these molds. With that being said, like I still let my youngest daughter watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, don't feel bad. We just, we're we're actively watching the Street Shark cartoons with our children. Like we normally during supper, we'll turn something on and watch it as a family. And we stumbled upon Street Sharks on Tubi. I think it was, and I was just like, no way. We're watching Street Sharks. I don't. I, I'm not going to care about the 
they were worried about transhumanism even way back then, but like, dude, Street Sharks is awesome. My children are getting some fundamental education right now. <laughs> well, dude, it's... I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, it's an amazing cartoon. It's horrible. Looking it was from the 90s. Now. Yeah, it was looking from Looking like back at 90s. it now with a grown-up size, I'm ruining it, but... Uh, yeah. Dudes who were sharks. <laughs> it, it's amazing, though, because, like, I mean, it's really, and it's up to us, I guess, as parents, for what our kids can see at a certain point. But eventually they're going to be exposed. My teenage daughters are like, they have phones now, they have all this crap. Yeah. We, you know, all, yeah, all we can do is our best. 13. But, I mean, uh, Theo and I, years ago, we had a, I had a conversation. I'm like, dude, like we got rid of cable and a lot of crap because I'm like, have you seen some of this garbage like our kids are watching? He's like, no. I'm like, sit down and watch a show with your kids sometime. <laughs> um, and uh, like, oh, what's that? Adventure Time. That shit's yeah. like an acid trip gone bad, dude. Like, oh yeah. That show scares the shit out of me. I'm like, there's no way this is a kid show. And then, Adventure Time is like our generation's like Ren and Stimpy. And Ren and Stimpy is a bad, terrible acid trip. Well, it's more like a bad, terrible meth trip while you're drunk. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy is crazy, dude. Yeah. But but it makes you think. So I had to have this conversation with my three-year-old son the other day where there was talking animals. And he thinks all the shit he sees is real on TV, right? <laughs> I mean, he's three, though. And how do you try age. to explain to him that that's not real? And I was like, do our dogs do that? And he's like, no, our dogs can't talk. I'm like, <laughs> you know, does your aunt's dogs do that? No. I'm like, dogs can't do that. He's like, but those dogs do. I'm like, but that's not real, son. So, like, <laughs> you know, trying to have a conversation. But I, it made me think. I'm like, how many of these other kids are going around where their parents have never had this conversation with them? I mean, even with, like, you know, the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and shit. Shit's not real. The whole world is in on this fucking lie. And I mean, yeah. How many people have went out there and some young dumb kid and shot the shit out of somebody and killed him, and had absolutely no idea what they actually did, no comprehension, no deep understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, because we've been so desensitized from a young in their age. mind. There's yeah. really no repercussions. No, God forbid they're in one of these cities where they're right back out of jail before the 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 night's over with. Right, well, no, that, there's no there's like no repercussions for their actions. That just happened. That and yeah, no, that literally just happened. Yeah, some guy stabbed two teenage girls on in Atlanta or something on Christmas Day. Yep, and he's back out on the streets today. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, sorry we kind Man, of bunny really... hopped off this, but hey. I know also, so around this time in the 1940s and stuff, uh, Kyle, you brought up something about uh, some of your notes that you did during your research about uh, Fantasia and, and some other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of just looked up some some movies that have like uh, occult undertones uh, that kind of that started depicting like good versus evil, light versus dark, and Fantasia was one of them, and... I watched a clip, and this clip is, is, if you look it up, it's called Night on Bald Mountain. And I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this name right, but it's a demonic Chernabog, which is summoning the dead, right? And this is, again, back in the 1940s. And it kind of, the Chernabog kind of almost looked like a like gargoyle-esque figure with huge bat wings. 
and then also the head to me reminded me of like uh what's i'm gonna draw a blank on the name but like the owl that that, that they fucking worship oh, or like at, yeah 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 there you go Moloch over at bohemian grove or no no well the, I'm the sorry, Moloch... always, hank knows hank knows shut the hell up Theo. <laughs> yeah Moloch, but so we got that one. That was really that was a really weird one. I only watched it for like three or four minutes, but essentially this big old thing's up. You see these these like dead souls kind of like swooping through. Um, and then you got the Black Cauldron, and that was done in 1985. I know it's a little bit later, um, but it looks like a half human, half animal. So kind of like um, Krampus, if you will. Um, is that is is that what we talked about on our last swap? The, uh, we no we we went into what's the, uh, the human whatever thing in the horse. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot the fucking Senator? name. Of it. No. no, TP. You know what we're talking about. Remember the the chimera. Yes, chimera. There we go. Well, yeah, but yes. no. What was it called? What was the one that happened in the horse? Oh, that was uh, that was uh, about the homunculus. 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 Yes, that was there we homunculus. go. All right. A monkey lie, Yeah. So yeah, same same type of thing, right? It just wait, for us that kind of dive into this shit. When you see like a half human, half goat, half animal, half whatever, like that's usually a sign of like something, some nephilim shit. You know, yeah, the some fallen. nephilim shit. Exactly. So this, so the Black Cauldron was back in 1985, and again, it looks like a half human, half animal, and it, it almost looked like it had. Um, like two ears on the front of the forehead, front of the head, and then towards the back of the head had big ass uh, horns. So it lo- they look like antlers, like a big goat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. A and ram. In, in in this particular scene, um, the landscape in my notes, the landscape like was like really dark with like red undertones. It, and this goes back, and purple. it almost looks like a it, lot of purple it, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was just like mainly dark, but then like the highlighted, the accent colors in the yeah. back were like, yeah, your dark purples, your reds. I remember it me, now from you talking about it, bro. Yeah, it, 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 it reminded me of if you've ever, I'm sure we've all seen when Alex Jones uh, supposedly like infiltrated Bohemian Grove. Yep. It looks like the Bohemian Grove set. Oh. There's like stone, uh, almost like you, you walk up, almost like a big altar, I guess. An um, altar? Dudes yeah, in robes and shit. Yeah, yes, yes. And I don't, I think I even have that in my notes. I believe they were. Oh, yes. Hold on, hold on. So then, okay, so that's that one. Then the next one, right? We got the Hunchback of Notre Dame back in 1966. Hold on, real, real quick, real quick. I, I just want to say Fantasia scared the shit out of me as a kid. I remember that. I never dug it, dude. And yeah, yeah. I'm with I, you, TV. And when you said We've night, never talked about this. No, we, we have never talked but, about this. Bro. Hold on. When when Kyle, when you said night on Bald Mountain, I thought you said night on mm-hmm. Ball Mountain. I had to go look <laughs> it up. But hey, you know what? I mean, Bald Ball, not too far there from each go. other. And maybe back at then, not at all. Know, Disney was like, I can't just throw it in their faces like this right away. We got to ease them into it. But anyway, Bald sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to throw good, that in you're there. You're good. The next one is kind of crazy. So the Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? That was that was made in uh, 1996. And during the scene, it's called the Hellfire Song. You have I forgot this fucking dude's name. Quasimodo. 
No, not Quasimodo. It was the guy that murdered Quasimodo's mother, I believe. Oh, Judge George, Judge Frollo. So, in this scene, uh, he's like staring into a fire pit, right? And it's all fire, and he's staring at it, and he's talking about Maria. He keeps saying Maria multiple times. I'm not. I didn't quite gather what Maria uh, was. So after that scene, while, while he's staring into the fire, he then is walking down like a really long pathway. And on either side of him, as he is singing, there are men in red robes. Yeah, I remember They're that. Lined with... Like eyes wide one. shut or some shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That and uh, uh, some Handmaid's Tale shit. Um, but he, it, it almost looks like towards the, end of, towards the end of that, like he gives an offering and it was like a purple cloth um, I'd have to go back and watch the entire thing. I just watched that particular clip, and uh, it's got it's got a couple six sided stars on the on the cloth, and he ends up throwing it into. It's also got a half of a moon on there. So I again, I I don't know exactly the symbolism there, but there's it's definitely there's a, there. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, and he yeah he pretty much throws um, that into into the fire, um, and then. Another one you got Ariel right from like Little Mermaid. Um, well, she, hold on. Es- she essentially s- uh- real quick. Did you know that Notre Dame or the Hunchback in Notre Dame was so like uh, once again going back to the tales and, and fairy tales and stuff that was based off of a, a French Gothic novel from like 1831. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the festival. That- TV coming in strong with the facts. Let's the- go the festival that in the movie got Quasimodo exposed because he left the cathedral when he wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And he was chosen as the ugliest person. Remember? Cause yeah. they, they had this festival and they were a mask. You, if you wore the ugliest mask, the ugliest then mask. you would be made King for a day pretty much. And that was a real festival. Like that really happened in real life. I, France was on that bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, I would believe that. And then, and then uh, Notre Dame, dude that that cathedral is just so amazing, it's so wild. Uh, I'd love. How do you build stuff life. like that? Who builds shit like that these days? No one. Yeah, I no, know they would tear that tear down. Give me some contractors. Come on, now. a stupid ass glass box. Uh, yeah, they'd put up a glass box and be like, "This is a what's the word they're using for now? Contemporary." construction or what yeah yeah something that's very vandalism prone something that somebody can make a statement by blowing the fucking windows out of it something like that you know well i mean you just think a culture would reflect if it was an advanced and we were so advanced it would reflect in our architecture as well just like other civilizations have throughout forever right but uh you know, if a nuke were to hit all of our shit right now, there would literally be nothing left. The Great Pyramids would still be right. standing, but none of the shit that we built nowadays would be. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Like uh, you, you brought up the Capitol, um, the old Iowa Capitol, when we were on the episode with Drew Misson. Yeah, and how beautiful it is. It's very small, mind you. That's gorgeous. It's just. Yes, it's just limestone stimulately put up stimulates on the top mind. of each other. Yeah. I sent you that picture that day that I was on the on my way to the uh football game for, for Iowa. Yeah. Um what why don't why don't they build stuff like that these days that will stay up forever? 
or ones right? that like are... if a nuke goes off a hundred miles away or not a hundred miles away, but maybe even a little closer, but depends on the size of the nuke. All everything's going to be burnt out of that thing, but there's still going to be some limestone in a structure, right? True. They just don't do it. I think it's a, a sacrifice Fucking that weird. we chose to make in the sake of pinching a penny. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, for I think at the end of the day, I don't think there's, there's any, for any people to make nefarious. Profit. Yeah, I just I don't think that when it comes to the the architecture question, I just don't think that there's anything. Of course, there's probably somebody in the know that's making the decision to pinch the pennies, but I don't think that it's like a widespread cabalistic, you know, measure to. I just think it's a bunch of fucking misers trying to make all the money and not let anybody else have any. And if people can be fucked off even more in the process, then hooray. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. uh, But let's continue with this. Kyle, did you have some more on that? On the no, no. I think the last. I think the last. The last little thing was uh, uh, just the Little Mermaid. Yeah. How (laughs) essentially, right? Ariel wants to like sell her soul so that she can become a human. So she can marry the, the man prince. of her dreams. Yeah. A prince, but then at the same time, she's selling her soul. But then what happens when you sell your soul? You got to make a sacrifice, right? So what her sacrifice was then losing her voice. Right. And I believe her mom in the movie, who, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Don't shoot me. I think her mom passes away. And that also goes back to like Bambi, right? What happens to Bambi? If you've ever seen Bambi, you'll never forget oh, every, Bambi's mother being shot and killed. And it starts with the trauma. It starts with the trauma. Every Disney movie where, starts with that trauma. Exactly. And then but then they come through. They come through. And it's Why? all right. I know you're sad. Disney's going to be here to take care trauma? of you. Because, it's because of Walt Disney is that. MK Ultra. No, I think it goes deeper than that. Yeah. it's, it's So going I, back. I like think it I goes said, all the way back to the Demoles. Dude. <laughs> So, like, having that conversation with my three-year-old where he thinks everything on TV is real. So, supposedly, when some of this shit happens that kids are watching, like, if they see a traumatic event happen, their brain's like, I just witnessed a traumatic event, even if it's on TV. So, or a movie or whatever. So, when they see, like, the parents die or something like that, then it's like, it you know, essentially, that's traumatizing children. Sure it is. I think I think that's kind of part of the like we all watch we all watch movies right and and sometimes you're watching this movie and or even a show even a show for that matter and you you get especially one of the longer shows that's got a few seasons and and you get attached to these characters and then they they end up dying off and you're like no like one of the hard ones for me like if y'all seen Sons of Anarchy dude when Opie gets fucking beaten to death like that's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life and I've spent a lot of time on some very terrible websites and i've seen some bad shit but that one hit me because it was uh, i had a real in my brain i had like a relationship with this guy i felt oh, like yeah. i knew him yep and that makes for good television i get that however the problem That's why is, the walking dead's dead is, you know yeah yeah but why do but but the question is is you know that it, it, it does make tele- good television you do have you know that that's that's a fact but at the same in the same breath like, do we really need to be doing that for our children? I mean, you, you go from, you know, essentially you go from, you know, Disney Junior to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, right? Which I haven't seen anything super nefarious there. But then, boom, you got Bambi, right? And then you're like, oh, fuck. 
So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to it. There's um there's an agenda there for sure. What wasn't um Homeward Bound Disney? Yeah, um, yeah, Homeward wasn't Bound. All dogs go to heaven. Disney. Yeah, uh, I like, think all dogs go to heaven might have been. I don't know if that was Disney or not. That might have been, or was it straight to DVD Disney? But you, but you got, but then you got like Pinocchio and Land all Before of these, Time. All of these, all of these movies deal with some sort of death and seemingly insurmountable loss that must be surmounted. All I was going to have was MGM. Okay, but no, so Disney, you're right, adjacent, Disney adjacent Pinocchio. There's some super esoteric, some whacked up shit in there. That's like Epstein Island shit, child abduction. Hey, sorry, Disney MGM Studios. Now this was in 1989. All those go to heaven. Yeah, probably. I mean, pretty close to. They bought it. Oh yeah, you're right. Now they have for a while, but when did they do that? Anyways, yeah, it's it's probably Disney. Hold on. Yeah, no, at night. Yeah, 1989. That's when that was All Dogs Go to Heaven, I thought it was 1989 is what I just read. Oh, no, I was looking up when did Disney uh, MGM Studios open. It's almost like Disney had a concerted effort to instill separation anxiety into the viewers because, I mean, even like Lady and the Tramp, like the oh, whole yeah. first start of the movie is dealing with separation. You bet, and getting cortisol injections up in the, like kids brains and whatnot sure get them all stressed out yeah they had to rush the baby to the hospital because it got that that rat in there whatever the rat i still, rat. Don't, li- I still don't like the fucking cats oh yeah the siamese. siamese please kill us please yeah if you please weird ass cats <laughs> yeah coming out of that fucking picnic box all crazy and creepy and shit Anyway, yeah. bullying that damn dog for no fucking reason. What's that? Some more anxiety <laughs> that Disney just had to impart on us. I said they right. were bullying that damn dog for no fucking reason. Yeah, and we're all like, why? <laughs> yeah, they're emotionally invested. Oh, I get to do my sisters. Prick. These these cats are fucking pricks, man. My sisters used to get so emotionally invested in like the Land Before Time movies that they would like be crying and shit. You know? Yeah. I, so I still, I still, man, those hit me. You know what I'm saying? Like. Those hit me. I, I, I struggle making it through some land before time. Yeah, dude. When Chomper, when Chomper left. Don't look back, <laughs> little foot. Keep walking. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Anyways. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, like, when watching all that stuff, so what does that do in the, the child psyche? You can't tell me that these multi-billion dollar companies don't know what this stuff is doing, right? Especially, so, Disney was involved... Well, with the military, right? Uh, with the the United States government, that's that's a proven fact. During World War II, Disney employees created educational films for various federal agencies, including a 1942 animated short, The New Spirit, which was commissioned by the Treasury Department to encourage people to pay their income taxes to support the war effort. Make sure you pay them taxes. Yeah. Make need, sure you pay them taxes. We need to kill those dirty Japs that got us at Pearl Harbor that we didn't see that attack coming Whoa, at dude. all. Whoa, dude. You, sir, you broke it out. <laughs> you, you did. What? You broke it out. You said dirty. 
I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> that, oh, we sorry. went from paying taxes to to horrendous slurs in yeah, zero wow. no zero seconds. That's it's what, a very it's a really good point. That's what they're doing. We're gonna have to slap the dirty little Jap. What did you say? Said I wanna slap a Jap, Gunny. That's what the enemy is to you, huh? A fucking bucktooth cartoon dreamed up by some asshole on Madison Avenue to sell soap. Well, let me tell you something. The Jap I know, the Japanese soldier, he has been at war since you were in fucking diapers! He's a combat veteran, an expert with his weapon. He can live off of maggoty rice and muddy water for weeks and endure misery. You couldn't dream up in your worst nightmare. A Japanese soldier doesn't care if he gets hurt or killed. As long as he kills you. What are you going to do? This is the all around the same time that the OSS is get beginning to start. They take it. Yeah. And they will eat the well, This is actually around the time frame that I think the OSS was getting into bed with the uh, Italian mafia. Uh, that's a whole nother story. You guys know about that one? For what? No. No. Oh, buddy. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, but. Once well, you get in bed with another mini series for their future. Yeah. You know, once you get in bed with the mafia, you don't get out. Yeah. Like, Ju- well, right. yeah. Oh, dude, that is a whole other the mafia series. probably has better intelligence than them. <laughs> Yeah, well, it makes, and, and you know, it, it, it's no wonder they did. That that's why. Film, go ahead, sorry. It's the private sector. Sorry. No, go ahead, Hank. No, y'all are good. I was just going to say, I think it's it, it, it's no coincidence that the film, uh, this new spirit, the film that the Treasury Department wants you to pay your taxes, it, it starred Donald Duck, mm-hmm. whose uncle is a fucking miser from hell. Scrooge McDuck is, oh, is yeah. a wild cat. He sure is. So I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. dude ain't pay, that dude's pinching every penny. And so here's his nephew coming along in the 40s talking about to pay your taxes, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's slick. like Oprah see, and Rock asking doing. for fucking donations from exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh my yeah. goodness. Hey, but it, it earned an Academy Award nomination. It was such a good film. Uh, that's oh. the new spirit too. Interesting wording for that film, right? The new spirit. The new spirit. Yeah. yeah. Because what taxes. was wrong with that's the, your, the your other patriotic spirit. duty is pay your taxes. Yeah. Make that's, sure that you give DC their money. Right. The American That might be the, the exact point in time where the the thought process in America was was swayed for us as a people. Is this one movie like where did where did what was wrong with the spirit before this movie? Like, I don't know, I think it might have been before that, buddy. And that's a whole other episode, yeah. But uh, Disney they also made training films for the American military and created free of charge to help with their own personal war effort more than a thousand insignia for military units. Oh, yeah, streaming insignia. Uh, I want to find an insignia where Mickey Mouse is freaking bayonet. Like two bullets crossed over Mickey Mouse's head. <laughs> Cross rifles and freaking he's got scars yeah. on his face. And then you got what was the movie um, where the end of the 
end of the movie is basically the soldiers marching out singing the Mickey Mouse Club how or the Mickey Mouse oh, Club Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, M I C K E Y M O U S E. We were there and we were gone and we're in harmony. Oh, that's Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah, one of my favorites. Stanley Kubrick film. Stan, yeah, that's weird. Who doesn't he have some deep ties into Disney? Uh, he has some deep ties into the CIA and this other stuff. I mean, supposedly Kubrick filmed the moon landing. He was the one behind. He was the mad genius behind that. That's a big conspiracy. Disney adjacent. A big conspiracy. They smoke cigars together. Oh, I bet. They were hanging out in Club 33. Oh, wait, no. Disney wasn't able to enjoy that because he died. But they would have been. They might have been hanging out at the World's Fair in New York or whatever. And Disney went to that. New York was the big one, right? For Disney? Yeah. That's where he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but uh yeah, there's also and you can find these short films uh, going back to this the not the World War II Disney working with the government. 1943's The Defier's Face, which is a pretty funny yeah. one. That's another one where Donald Duck's with a Donald Nazi. Duck. He's a Nazi. Yeah, Donald yeah. Duck. Yeah. We bring the world new order. Yeah. I Hitler's world in order. Apparently, after reading the 1942 best-selling Victory Through the Air by Major Alexander de Zervatsky, Disney, driven by his own patriotism, decided to adapt it as a 1943 live-action animated feature of the same name to win support of the book's theories considered controversial by some U.S. military officials about the strategic long-range bombing. Both President Franklin Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill saw the film, which reportedly made an impression on them. Hmm. Long I'd love range. To know what that impression was. Strategic. <laughs> well, strategic long range bombing. Sure. Right. Who ended up the after, after Operation Paperclip? <laughs> who was a uh, who was pretty big over in Germany with some long range bombing technologies. Werner von Braun. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who came and went to work for NASA and Disney. There's you can get on YouTube and you oh. can find Disney films of Werner von Braun talking about space flight and all this stuff and getting, you know, rockets to the moon and whatever and yada 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 shit like that. Can I can I sacky back just really quick and we don't lose where you, you just made the Werner von Braun point, which is an excellent point. But Donald Duck made fun of Hitler only five, four or five years after he was Time Magazine Man of the Year. Right. So explain that to me. That's really weird. Well, but he wasn't the enemy then. And right. That's what I'm saying. In like four years, government contracts pay good money. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But then Werner, Werner just made it over. Uh, an SS officer, right? Of this the is later order. of the highest order, right? Who? Yeah. But he was one of the good Germans. Don't worry about it. He was the the just following mean, the orders. Yeah, the bodies did not mean very much to Werner. The, okay, <laughs> he was just doing his job because he loves science so much. Yeah. It's not he like, does not worry <laughs> about bodies. He worries about rockets. Okay, it's not like he loads the wolf laugh the. Yeah. 
He just collapsed. He no loads the bombs. Yeah. What? Oh no, TP. TP used this, uh, or you you gave this quote on our episode. Uh, we j- something paraphrasing. We developed the rockets. There they go. It's out of my hands. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't program it. Man. I just go drink a spicy. I drink a spicy bison. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I just make the, ro- the rocket. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why they're like, cool, come build rockets for us because we're awesome. We're America. Yeah. You're fucking way better at it than us. So never mind all those bodies that you stepped over and the PR that we're going to make out of it later. Right. Yeah. Uh, come on over here and die in your bed in Texas as opposed to on the gallows where you're. In yeah, Nuremberg, receiving should've. your nice American pension checks. Yeah, that's right. Till the day you died. Nice American pension checks. Van nice. He he wasn't actually like a pension check guy though, right? I don't know. He made a lot of money. He was in America. A, he was a like um, vaults of gold <laughs> at the family estate in Germany type of a guy. Maybe. Yeah, but he never returned he to Germany. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, there's that Werner Von Braun connection. But, yeah, it's, I guess so far Disney holds a record for the most individual Oscar wins, which is 22 and 59 nominations. Which, that was when he was alive. he was playing baseball, that's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was pretty outstanding. Um, and then I always heard, uh, you know, Disney was a Nazi and stuff like that, which, I mean, he very well could have been still. But here is like the only evidence that I through multiple different sources that I could find. Disney during World War II, Walt was active in making the those training films and shit. Uh, but he was also he made many strong propaganda uh, shorts attacking the Nazis, like we discussed earlier. He had so he ended up pissing off a bunch of his animators and stuff. Somewhere along the lines, there was like a um, some tension because of the way that he treated some of his employees, and some of them went on strike. There was a big deal about that. The following audio clip is from a PBS documentary called Walt Disney, aired August 29, 2017. Employees at the Walt Disney Studios had been begging for better wages, extra pay for overtime, and a uniform system for determining job titles and screen credits for months. Walt had waved this off as the hobby horse of a few hotheads and union agitators, right up to May 29, 1941, the day nearly half of his art department walked out to take up positions on the picket line. The strike demonstrations got bigger in the first weeks, and louder, and so did the threat to the already shaky studio. A month into the strike, Disney refused to recognize the union representing his workers, the Screen Cartoonists Guild. He refused to negotiate with the Guild's representative, Herbert Sorrell. And he refused to make apologies to the man whose firing had prompted the strike, longtime Disney animator Art Babbitt. There was one day where Art Babbitt noticed Disney driving to the gate. And Babbitt just kind of blew a stack and just jumped over and grabbed a bullhorn and shouted out loud so everybody could hear, there he goes, the great man, and basically just 
peaked abuse of Disney. Shame on you, Walt Disney. As the crowd cheered, Disney jumped out of his car and charged at Babbitt. The two men had to be pulled apart. Yeah, and so after that, some a lot of the guys that were on strike, or um, and after the strike had ended, they got fired. Like Disney made a list of all the people that were on that strike, <laughs> out doing striking and shit, so he could find ways to fucking get rid of them later, you know? The gal I married was a, a secretary in, in personnel. She was called up to Walt's office to help on the files. And she would go through and find people that were out on strike. And they were moved from here to this, this file. Walt came in and said, how's it going? She just said, what are we doing this for? And he said, well, these are the people that are true to Disney. These are the people who at one time or one day will not be here. After the strike, Walt distrusted everybody. One of the great animators who worked on Snow White said, Walt Disney was a great man. Walt Disney was a genius. If you were his friend, he was a warm friend. If you crossed him, he was a mean SLB. And they were mainly striking for better wages because Disney was making hand over fist and, and, and also the treatment and mainly the wages. They weren't getting paid shit uh, versus what Disney was bringing in. You know what I mean? Revol- revolutionary type of uh, income. Yeah. But and he's also like, well, yeah. these people should they they should want to work for me at the wages that I pay them just because they work for me because I'm Walt fucking Disney, right? He had that he was yeah. getting to that type of fucking narcissistic uh, mentality. But there was an animator named Art Babbitt who held a well-known grudge against Walt Disney for a variety of reasons and claimed that he had seen Walt and and Disney's lawyer Gunthrie Lessing attending a few of the German American Bun meetings which is an association of German immigrants that supported Hitler and the Nazi party. And that while he was Jewish, Babbitt said he also attended just out of curiosity. I was there just because I was curious of what these Nazis were doing and talking about. And I wouldn't saw, you do it though. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to do your deal, I mean, yeah, if you were, if you were a Jew, wouldn't you be curious? I would. Yeah. I mean, especially at that time, wouldn't with, you have volunteered? You couldn't just, you couldn't just get on your fucking iPhone totally the next morning after the rally and find out what it you know read an article about it right you know i'm just i'm surprised there weren't more jews jumping at the at the chance to go volunteer to go to these meetings i'm you know <laughs> let, left it up to one guy like uh, well yeah i don't know but it is entirely possible that walt's own curiosity to learn what was going on brought him to the same meetings However, no one else has ever claimed that Walt attended these meetings and his busy schedule probably precluded him from doing so. Uh, there was no indication in his office appointment book that he did. So he, he kept meticulous fucking appointment notes. He was a guy that wrote a schedule and stuck to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like this Walt Disney was pretty squared away with that. That's how he ran his business. So I don't know. But... And this is also through those meticulous notes that he used to take of his meetings and shit and all this stuff. There was a German filmmaker, Lene Remstahl. 
I think that's how you pronounce her name. Reifenstahl. Whose documentaries helped to glorify the Nazis and was a favorite of Adolf Hitler, who she was allowed to visit the Disney studios and meet with Walt Disney in 1938 when she was in Los Angeles promoting her movie Olympia about the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin. Other studios refused to see her because of Nazis, apparently. But Disney, Disney did have a meeting with her. And the invitation came because of a request of a mutual friend, which probably was, a, I don't know, maybe a Freemason. Dancer and actor Jay Stowitz. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't really look into that guy, but I could only imagine. That'd probably have to be it, because it's not like how, I'm sure if other studios were refusing to see this woman, and I'm, and Disney's in the fucking film industry, even though it's cartoons, but I'm sure he, he had to have heard about this woman, right? I would assume, but I mean, you, you would go ahead. One would think one would think yeah. one would think. Yeah. Who told uh, Walt that she was a Renstahl Reifenstahl felt he was an important filmmaker. She offered to show him her latest film, but Walt turned it down and later disavowed her visits. That bitch bit my dick <laughs> claiming he claiming he hadn't known who she was. So after the first visit, uh, I guess nothing happened or whatever, and then he didn't want to ever see her again. After he, then, he found out who she was. But it says here what I read: he might have met her to try to encourage her to use her leverage to help recover more than one thousand three hundred fifty Reichmarks owed Disney from his German film distributor distributor, and to get the ban in Germany lifted on his Disney films. Because, yeah. Adolf Hitler, apparently, there's, I read conflicting reports on this. Some say that he loved Mickey Mouse, but since it was such a symbol of America, he had it banned in Germany, even though he himself was a fan of it. Makes sense. So, uh, I guess we have some issues? <laughs> yeah, so on finding out Hitler was banning Mickey Mouse cartoons, Walt demonstrated in his political nevity in the Overland Monthly, October 1933, where he stated, quote, Mr. A. Hitler, the Nazi old thing, says Mickey's silly. Imagine that. Well, Mickey is going to save Mr. A. Hitler from drowning or something someday. Just wait and see if he doesn't. Then won't Mr. A. Hitler be ashamed. Oh, boy. You don't talk to me like that, you little piece of shit. No, sir. No, Mr. Mouse. No, Mr. Mouse. Oh, that's good, because I thought we had a problem for a minute there, huh? Which I thought was really weird. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guess what? <laughs> Mickey's going to watch your ass drown, bitch. <laughs> but, um, My Felicia. Yeah, bye. That's right. Uh, despite being a persistent urban myth, Walt never met with Benito Mussolini in Italy in 1935. I never heard that he had done that. I had heard certain reports that he met with Mussolini, and it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, I don't know. Until I'm not I, an expert, but yeah, until I started researching this some more, I never even knew that that was a thing. I was like, oh, I never heard that rumor or anything. Heard he was a Nazi. Not that he met with Mussolini, but um, <laughs> no. All I know is that Mussolini's jaw—he's like the only individual in the history of the world whose 
bottom jaw is so like it's the width of his skull. It's the width of his cranium. You know well, what I'm saying? I don't know. There's another. There was a German general that had a pretty freaking Holy weird head. Shit. Yeah, dude, that's fucking weird. He looks. You know who he looks like? He looks like uh, Mussolini. Yeah, Mussolini. Mussolini looks to me like uh, Lord. I forgot Lord Farquaad. I think from fucking <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he looks like this without the facial hair. It's like oh, uh, dude, mouth all wide and. Uh, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. Yeah, now that you say that, damn, that's hilarious. Huh, that's a Disney <laughs> film, too. That's weird. Yeah, I I thought I'd offer a little comedy there. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, despite... Comedy, but it's true. It, yeah, yeah, it is funny. So some of the stuff, though... In recent years, yeah, animated comedies like Family Guy and Robot Chicken have revived the falsehoods that Walt Disney was a Nazi and an anti-Semitic, introducing a new generation to this repeatedly debunked rumors. Why would Disney? Why would Family Guy? Why would, why would Fox and Cartoon Network do that? Because <laughs> it's fucking hilarious and profitable. Yeah, that's funny. I don't get it. Yeah, another myth, though, I wanted to throw in here. So I always thought this, too. And Family Guy and both Robot Chicken have made fun of this also. They said that Disney was cryogenically frozen. You guys heard that one? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. In 66, they just the doctors found out that Disney, who was a longtime smoker, had lung cancer. And he died at a Burbank hospital the following month on December 15th at age 65. Not long after his death, stories began circulating in a tabloid press that the filmmaker had been cryogenically preserved, that, he's, that he'd been thrown in, frozen in ice in the hopes that science might one day make it possible for him to be brought back to life. Well, maybe he should have done that, because I bet Disney could have brought him back to life by now. What do you think all of that ice does to your tissue? Oh. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Have y'all like, ever just dug out a... Destroys it yeah. just destroys Dude, it. Flash freezing. You ever dug out a steak? Yeah, you yeah. ever dug out a steak out of your freezer or something and, and it looks good until you pull it out and it's fucking freezer burnt and, and yeah. that's a raw piece of meat. There I don't know. There's I've always thought about that. Like how in the hell the is freezing brain, you? The brain not gonna last that long. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you, I mean, if they could revive you, it'd be like a Frankenstein. You'd just be a vegetable. They yeah. might, they might be able to get you, get your lungs moving and shit, and maybe your heart going with stuff, getting shocking it, and and a ventilator. I don't know. I don't know. I think they probably could have done that if they had the help of Elon Musk nowadays. <laughs> I think they could probably figure that shit out. No, he's he's too busy building rockets and shit. True. He can't he can't be bothered with that. But yeah, no. So Disney was cremated. And his asher, ashes were interned in a mausoleum in Forest, Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale, California. You can Google that and go look at There's pictures of him. Glendale. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, you said Glendale. I was just noting Glendale. <laughs> oh. Had, uh, oh, seen it on a map before. Unlike huh? Mr. Walt Disney, somebody who was chirogenically frozen was Mr. Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball legend and he was actually chirogenically frozen against his will oh really i didn't know that oh. part there must have been his ex-wife son 
that his son is a piece of shit, dude. Like, there's a whole scandal that surrounded the time period where Ted Williams lost cognitive control and a lot of decisions his son made on his behalf. Like, the last time Ted Williams made a an appearance at a ballpark, he was always he. Ted always wore his Boston hat, and he could barely argue with his son. But his son wanted to wear wanted him to wear one of his company's startup company's hats. Like he had started some internet company back in you know the early two thousands, and Ted didn't want to do it. But dude wheeled him out, and at the last second, like as they're busting into public sight, dude his son takes his dad's hat off and puts on one of his company hats and like, yeah. What? Like, wow. It, it, there's a, there, there's, there, there's a, a couple of good videos out there about that and how Ted didn't want his son froze him and actually sold off his dad's DNA to women so that Ted Williams could like, live on yeah like this was this dude's son not stepson not son-in-law like son that's messed up the, dude. the the fruit of his loins probably grew up a little entitled i mean yeah but i can't believe it would be that entitled ted williams stopped playing baseball twice to go serve in world war ii yeah that's flew fucking jets in world war ii twice like he Jets had a Hall of Fame career. Food planes. Well, they were airplanes, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, he he had like a Hall of Fame career. Then he went and served in World War II. Then came back and had a Hall of Fame career again. And then served again. And then came back and had another Hall of Fame career. Wow. Ted Williams was that man. Yeah. Maybe he didn't hug a his son enough. American. Just work, just do it, just work. So I have a hard time thinking. I mean, but who knows? Maybe he was the one guy that was in the military that didn't treat his son like he was from the military. Or maybe just came back with a bunch of PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Took it out of big kid. time. I don't know. I've, I've met accident. a couple of fucked up kids from military families. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, dude? I mean, that's like, especially then, they didn't even. <laughs> Like and those guys was just like deal with it, so they would just swallow everything and then have fucking nightmares for the rest of their life and shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. who knows? Was at home. Yeah, maybe that was his kid's payback for this is what you get for slapping me around. I don't know. Get that fucking Austin Powers, Daddy. Daddy was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, to continue on with this, yeah, he wasn't cryogenically frozen, but uh, going back to the Freemason thing, the Saki back to that. Saki back. Yeah, Jen Saki back. Walt Disney's pride into Mole uh, Association remained with him his entire life, so much so that he wore a Demole ring on his left hand daily into the 1940s when he finally replaced it with another to symbolize his wedding bond with his wife Lillian. And he attributed his life and business success as a direct result of his involvement with DeMole. And dad, Frank S. Land, valued Walt's contributions to DeMole and gave him the Founder's Cross as a personal token of their mutual loyalty and respect. So he got the Legion of Honor 
and the founders cross whatever the fuck that means for that so but i mean obviously he was held in high regard by that association so despite walt disney's tenure and respect for demola international there is no evidence i and there could be maybe i didn't dig deep enough but i tried a lot of stuff i looked through a lot of stuff read a lot of shit and couldn't find anything for disney being any a part of any masonic lodge or becoming a freemason so speculators can be forgiven for assuming he had continued into the craft however one notable example supports the connection between freemasonry and disney can be found hiding in disney world's magic kingdom uh so apparently i don't know if it's still there but at one point in the early 2000s in disney's magic kingdom you can find a prop crate bearing the inscription inscription h abiff's working tools which, as any master mason knows, is a clear reference to Hiram Abiff, the foundational character of the third degree. Hiram Abiff was supposed to be the lead architect of Solomon's Temple, and he was murdered by... They're just like, are they just getting people to worship, like, I guess, yeah, I'll just say it, somebody other than Jesus? Like, they're always trying to have some idol... Or, or something before that, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's that's the whole gist of of you know the antithesis of following Christ is follow anything but Christ, right? False idols, yeah. And eventually, yes. they're going to get us to want to bow down to the Antichrist. That's what this is all working up to. Everything, if you believe that version yep. of Revelation, yeah, yeah. Well, either way, there's something happening. They want us to do something. Yeah. Fucking wild, man. But one thing through researching and finding out if Walt Disney was a Freemason, I found out that his older brother, Raymond, was quite an active member in the Masonic Lodge in the Los Angeles, California, Al Malake Shriner Temple, A-A-O-N-M-S, which is ancient arabic order nobles mythic shrine or mystic shrine he was active in that for many years he bequeathed a very so is that go ahead i'm sorry is is that is so his brother raymond is is the aonms is that a yeah it's a masonic lodge forgive me forgive me but i just did not and i know that like well, clearly, what I'm gonna say, I say I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but it, I I I know like Masons are like you know worldwide, but when it comes to like Arabic, the Arabic order, that to me sounds a little weird. I did I've never heard that ever before. Yeah, well, my mind instantly went to Hadi Love, and when she showed me the pictures of the garments and the symbolism, oh yeah, and we know that there's blatant ties between mm-hmm. the Masonic order and Mormonism. But if you recall, Kyle, I, I distinctly said that I was catching a very Middle Eastern vibe from their clothes and you all the stuff, did. especially the symbolism, because there was a bunch of crescent moons and especially the the outfits they were wearing well like I said, arabs can build they build i mean it's advanced culture well very Sol- advanced civilization has come out of there solomon's temple that was the middle east right ancient hebrew uh ancient israel and so that's where the freemasonic okay 
stories are all originate. It's all from the Arab sure. Arab world. Okay. Mesopotamia, essentially, right? And Shriners, yeah, Shriners temples. Just look at their symbols too. I mean, that you can see there's Arabic. They had a saber and and like their coins and stuff. And then that weird hat that Abu that Abu was wearing and, yep. and Aladdin. All, yep. all the Shriners have that shit. But yeah, so his brother was a big a big part in that organization, the Shriners Hospital for Crippled Children in Los Angeles, and the Shriners Children's Burn Hospital in Galveston, Texas. And on Raymond's crypt inscription at Forest Lawn Memorial Park, which is also where Disney, his ashes are at, right? Interesting. But on his um, on his uh, tomb, it has an inscription on it that's uh, that includes the official Shriner Temple AAONMS emblem. And you can go, you can Google that too, and find some photos of it. But Walt's other older brother, Roy Oliver, was briefly so the guy that started Disney, Walt Disney Brothers Company, Roy. This is his other brother was, quote, briefly a Freemason, but saw it more as a fraternal organization and removed all affiliation before his son married a young Catholic woman. That's the official story, which I was like, that's weird. And the Shriners, I mean, I don't know, man, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with those guys, too. And yeah, they're connected to hospitals. I don't know. That's wild. That's wild. I uh one thing, kind of a little bit off topic, but I believe there's a Shriners. It's either Shriners or St. Jude, which I'm sure they're somehow tied in. And with, uh, there's a, a hospital in Oregon. And I seen these pamphlets that were, that are being handed out. You know, when you go to the doctor's and you're sitting in the lobby in the waiting area and there's they have books and magazines and they have the toy at least this is at least how it goes for me here in California. There's <laughs> toys on the on the tables for kids and whatnot. But one of the pamphlets that they had up at this Oregon hospital, um again, I do believe it was a children's hospital. I don't remember if it was Saint Jude or Shriners, but it was um to teach little boys how to tuck. What? Like Yes, step by step. Like freaking Ace Ventura style? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was like in detail, and there's more than one ways to tuck, I found out. Oh my goodness um, gracious. It, Showing it, all it, wild bill. It's oh. fucking, dude, it's fucking, dude, it's fucking gross. And the, the least, the least uh, uh, gross way, the least in my, in my fucking head, is using duct tape. Okay, the other ways are fucking oh, disgusting. What but the... that is all tied to like Saint Jude. Yeah, it's fucking that's, gross. Well, and that's it'll make... the least amount. That's the least messed up ways that with yeah. taping it. The uh, the scrotum yeah. skin is awful thin. I don't know if yeah. I would want to do that. What are you shoving it's it up your much... own ass or what? <laughs> no, you no you well you well yeah. You, no, but <laughs> let me suck damn near out of I this conversation. Let me take a couple of yeah, steps just never back. Mind. Hey, Kyle, you said that uh, you don't necessarily know the difference. I can I can speak on the Shri- on Shriners for for a little bit. Of, yeah, you do I that. A good right friend back. of mine. Well, I kind of need you for a hot second to validate what I'm about to say. Okay, don't go ahead. Go anywhere, TP. All right, all, all right. right so it. it in Freemasonry, isn't there a a chant along with hand signals that you can make? And I think it's 
oh lord my god oh lord my god is there no rest for the the i can't i can't remember but it's it's a it's basically an sos within the yeah the, the freemasons and supposedly joseph and, smith was doing that before he got <clears throat> fucking pumped full of lead oh, from the mormon okay. i thought he got thrown well, down the well I, w- I will i i knew this man knew him really well and his daughter needed like she was having a medical emergency and no hospitals would take them in and he was talking to a doctor at a shriners hospital and like over the phone hit that hit that chant and stuff and the doctor was just like bring her in yeah like, the doctor wasn't trying to like wasn't gonna take her and stuff until my buddy hit the hit the sos call and the dude realized that he was a, a fellow Mason of the brother like a bl- he was bound and he was like a it was too dutifully bound to yes. help at yes. no matter what expense personally like yeah so and that's um, the problem that i have I do because know that the have a connection do not take oaths go ahead tp oh i was just gonna say that's the problem i have with the whole thing is that like if a dude can't, if you're, if you remember, you're in Freemasonry, a third degree or whatever, and or above, and another third degree or above comes and he's like, "Hey man, uh, my wife just caught me raping our daughter, and so I had to kill them both, and I need help getting out of the country. I need your help. I was supposed to be bound by the oath of the Brotherhood to help this fucking scumbag out, and I'm not down with that." Right. Yeah. And it's like, by, and if you don't help them, it's like you, you, you basically you have offended to the highest degree. Yeah, you get blackballed and kicked out and all this <laughs> other fun shit. Pretty much just shy of, of telling the secrets where they gut you and stick your entrails on a pike and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Hang you with your own entrails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut your tongue out. Yeah, and I, I know you. I know you got to step away for a second, TP. But something kind of interesting. Uh, so my stepmom, um, rest in peace. She was having like a lot of issues. This kind of goes back to what uh, Hank was saying, but she was having um, issues like with her legs, and she just wasn't feeling right. She kept going to the doctor, going to the doctor, going to the doctor, going to the doctor. Nothing was happening. They ju- they weren't like properly diagnosing her. Well, That's weird. This is up in Northern California, right? Up in Northern California, there's a lot of. It, I was uh, living up in wine country, Sonoma County. And one of the things my stepmom did was she was a pet sitter. So she would go and, and she also worked for a vet. So she knew how to, how to administer insulin, whatever type of meds this, these animals may or may not need. And so it just so happened that she was friend with, uh, friends with a Rockefeller. In and Sonoma County. In Sonoma County, California, a Rockefeller. Wow. Okay? And one of the places they would go, right? Right. Hey, hey, well, I didn't even tell you guys this, and I don't have a lot of info on this, but I would be happy to gather. My stepmom is passed, but my dad, I can ask. Uh, they used to work events at Bohemian Grove. No kidding. Whoa. Yes. Swear to God. Well, but, that's, but that's what's up there. That's what's out there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Redwoods. It's the Redwoods. I used to live 30 minutes from Bohemian Grove, 30 minutes away. You wow. can see the place uh, up and everything. A couple years ago, I've never I've driven well, past it. I have but a you know, like that the I, private property where it is and whatnot. Like, yeah, you can't go there. Um, 
I know I, I, I know around the area, but I know that my dad worked there and now my stepmom worked there. I also have another friend a little bit younger than me. Funny enough, I'm 33 right now, but uh, uh, she's a couple years younger than me. She actually left the winery I worked at and to go do a seasonal job at Bohemian Grove. So if you, uh, one of the things about Bohemian Grove, there's no women allowed. So when I say my stepmom worked there, this was an event that it wasn't the, the fucking, the event that she was working at. They do other things at Bohemian Grove other than the, the sack. The cremation of care. Cremation of care ceremony. Yes. So, uh, again, so she knew that she knew, um, one of the Rockefellers. Finally, she ended up going in to have, uh, she kept going in, going in for appointments and she was, eventually diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer right so after she was diagnosed she told one of her she ended up mentioning it to one of the rockefellers that she would she would watch their house for them well it just so happened that one of the rockefellers owned the kaiser hospital or was a partial owner in the hospital and even though her surgery was supposed to be like like six months out she literally had surgery the fucking next day. Wow. Because she knew one of the Rockefellers who owned or was in partnership. So that kind of goes back to what Hank was talking about with that's the Shriners wild. and saying that. I yeah, dude. That's like, awesome, dude. That's an awesome point to bring up. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. And it goes back to something that I've said and I'll say again and I will continue saying life is all about who you know. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, to it. To, it really is. It's fucking, I don't agree necessarily with it, but life's all about who you know, man. You know the right people, they'll pull the strings, they'll make it happen, huh? Yep. Well, wouldn't wouldn't we hope that if we had billions and billions of dollars that that is something that we would do all of the time? Yeah, yeah, make, but... Make people's lives better in that way. Yep, yep, it's We're fucked used up. used to hearing because... so much bad about the Rockefellers. And, and, real quick, real quick caveat, as, as, y'all were talking earlier i was doing a little digging um into uh what, what what's the um, the donald duck's uncle ebony scrooge mcduck, scrooge. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Yep. so i was thinking right i was thinking i was thinking simpsons i was thinking mr burns i was thinking mr burns i was thinking rockefellers so i looked into scrooge mcduck so scrooge mcduck's uh was it his fucking i have right here either his dad or his uncle or it was his rival was actually it's john d duckefeller is one of the characters no. uh, anyhow i found that kind of interesting as we're talking yeah, about Rockefeller. interesting it all ties in it all ties in yeah it does especially yeah that's a whole other episode dude <laughs> the old latrobe 33 Dude, it's popping up, bro. What's going on? What I would really like right now is some Lining Kugels. I don't know if you guys got Lining Kugel out. We do have Lining Kugels an hour south of Wisconsin. It's from Wisconsin, I believe. Lining Kugel. It is. It's a good brewery. It is. I like some of their shit. It's actually a Miller product now, I believe. Yeah, I think they're owned by Miller. As long as it's not Miller. True. Fuck Miller. That would be the same. That would be the same Miller. <laughs> yeah, <we're>, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. But. Well, 
Anyways, did we want to move on with Club 33? Yeah, E-Rock <laughs> actually went to the uh, the brewery one yeah. day with another buddy of ours. Club 33s? No, no, no. Lighting <laughs> Google. Oh, way to just fucking... Lighting Google. Yeah, okay. But I hadn't drank for like three months, and I got smashed with them the night before, so it didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> we'll have to ask E-Rock about his Lightning Kugels tour. So we're moving on to Club of 33. The Club 33. The Club 33. Not, not um, what's that other one? The major one. Rome? The Club of Rome. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, Club, Club 33. Club of 300. Yeah, the Club of 300 or 300 Committee. Nope, yeah, this is just Club 33, all right? It's allegedly yeah. not as nefarious as everybody thinks it is. Uh, so it's an exclusive members-only club located at Disney theme parks around the world, with the most famous location being Disneyland, and Club 33 has six different locations at Disney theme parks. And it's apparently it's a private dining club. Disney decided that he, uh, the first opening was in 1967, which Disney died in, what, what do you say, 66, right? From his lung cancer. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, 66, December 15th, 1966. So uh, it opened up in Disneyland Park in like the fucking New Orleans area or whatever. And it was modeled after numerous executive VIP lounges created by pavilion sponsors in the 1964 New York World's Fair. So Disney went there. Saw they had, so there's all the attractions for normal people, right? And then they also had like VIP lounges where businessmen were going up and networking, conducting business. They could have drinks up there. So Disney, once again, to like stick to his persona, you cannot, prior to the first Club 33 opening, you could not purchase alcohol on Disneyland, right? Just, you couldn't. There's a park. That Disney owned like outside of Disneyland where you could have drinks and shit, but there was none allowed inside the park because well, people, it's ungodly. Well, people get drunk and fight each other and shit. <laughs> Damn fool. Now they just do that sober. There's plenty of Disneyland. Yeah, the happiest places on earth. People beating their fucking wives and shit. It's fucked up. Not what I thought you was going to go with that. But. Oh, sorry. But anyway, not disappointed either. <laughs> it's it's messed up. Makes you angry. Anyway, um <laughs> so if you want to be a part of this Disneyland Resort Club 33, it's uh it's an initial upfront $25,000 cost. And then to yeah. stay in the club, it's 10,000 every year after that. That way they that's, keep that's the, chump change these days. Well, for Fuck. yeah, for some people, but this is this is so they keep the common <laughs> folk out. This is so the peasants can't get anywhere near this thing, right? Yeah. Um, for folks like Mortimer. Yeah, Mortimer Mouse, piece of shit. So as of March 2023, the Disneyland Club 33 wait list is rumored to be around five to ten years long. So a bunch of people oh are gnawing at the bit to get on board here. Right. And there, I bet there's, I bet there's some perks that we're not privy to. But yeah, there's some perks we don't know about. There is. You can go look it up. There's a bunch of perks in there. You get the frazzle drip stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, get the access to the tunnels and shit. 
Yeah, or uh, and access to the VIP suite above the VIP club. Well, Walt Disney actually had his own suite yes. at each place, right? Yes, and this was one of them. For, originally, just for him. Yeah, this is one of them that they turned. Now they have into an attraction where for Club 33 people. Yeah, for a select few individuals, Club 33 members can can join and go have a magical night in the Royal suite. Yeah. I bet it's magical. Yeah. Well, and the, the location is like right across the street from the pirates of the Caribbean attraction that was built in 1967. It on no, it's on, uh, it's on Royal street, in New Orleans square in Disneyland over there. You guys know where that's at? Uh, say that again. It's over by pirates of the Caribbean. TP said, yeah, you can go look this up. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you talking about Magic Mountain? No, his uh, Club 33. Uh, Disney. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've heard that. I don't go to. Yeah, even if I could afford Disney, I I, I don't go to. Yeah, I'm anti. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You don't go to World, at least, right? True, true. I love my kids, dude. I'm not trying to have my kids fucking sneaked away from me. And I really am not. You know, I could throw my kid on a leash. I have something. You know, it's a little weird for me to do that, but if, if I did go to Disney, I would put my fucking kids on leashes for yeah, sure. Yeah, with the, the monkey on their back? With the monkey on the back, and I'll also stitch in, like, an Apple fucking air tag into their fucking... Yeah. Their, their yeah. flesh? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. And let me just RFID my kids for the government and myself. No. no that's it, if, in 10 years, if you don't, you ain't, you ain't gonna eat. Oh. Unless you grow it. Yeah, and kill it yourself. So, did you guys know that the original Pirates of the Caribbean um, ride had actual real human skeletons throughout the ride? I noticed that in your notes, and that is wild. Yeah, they're like cadaver bodies that they got from the universities, where the university was like, oh, we got some some new ones. University of Michigan or something was just like, hey, yeah, we'll sell you one for... Disney's like, we gotta make it as as immersive immersive as possible. This is like it was a state of the art animatronics, right? And then they needed some real life skeletons, apparently. You think they would like hit up the Smiths the Smithsonian's or something like that for for something like that? But yeah, that's 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 probably who told them to go to the universities. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) all we have is giant. We're gonna give you a lead. Yeah. <laughs> there was this guy H.H. H. Holmes at Michigan one time. He did some shit in Chicago. Yeah, Here's a the lot of name. shit in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was guy. around the World's Fair. Yeah, he <laughs> he murdered like over a uh, hundred people, I think. Anyway, yeah. Well, I don't know about a hundred, but it was in a trap house and all that wild shit. Yeah, that's a whole other the shit that that made Saw the movie, right? Something like that. Yeah, but. That's a whole other episode again. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. There's a royal suite right above the uh, Club 33, and it's Disney's Dream Suite, which is nowadays called 21 Royale. Inside, there was recently a Victorian exotic master suite with four poster beds. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four-post bed. So I wa- I looked at there's some video and some stuff, photos and stuff, and that looks pretty amazing. 
It's a massive freaking like studio apartment. They got like four rooms in there. It's probably uh, like a, a ten thousand spot to oh, even probably, think about it. Too. It probably costs like one hundred twenty thousand dollars to stay a night there. It's probably ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But the Club Thirty Three, the original door. When you look at the first thing I saw, that it was a blue door that you go in. It has thirty three in gold. And then it had two pillars on either side of the door, which to me, those are Freemason symbols. That's Boaz and Jenkins. The pillars. Uh, Blue is obviously a very, very uh, special color as well. In fact, it's a holy color. There's a reason that, you know, the Israeli flag has blue. Oh, uh, and the Freemasonry. Freemasons are, that's their color too, right? Their color of choice is blue. Yeah. The, well, the, that's uh, didn't Didn't the father tell Moses to use blue in the, the tabernacle and whatnot? Mm, I don't recall. Hank? Oh, Hank me. Anyway. <laughs> Theo is correct. Numbers 4-6, New King James Version. Then they shall put on it a covering of badger skins, and spread over, that a cloth entirely of blue, and they shall insert its poles. So, anyway, yeah, Club 33, supposedly, there's, so nobody, and there's multiple sources on this, nobody can really tell us what the exact reasoning behind club 33's name is but uh some say it's because that was the address uh 33 royal street in new orleans square on disneyland so they just called it club 33 there are some that contend that the name came from the original members of the of the club which were the first 33 members when uh disneyland first began when they decided to come up with this concept and uh, another one I heard is that if you rotate the 33s, it makes an MM, right? Mickey Mouse. Oh. Uh, and then. Yeah. Makes a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Mortimer Mouse. Uh, and then another theory suggests that the club was named 30, 33 because of the original 33 sponsors of Disneyland. So. Or, or it, it might be just be Masonic. Yeah. 33 degrees. I don't know. And see, this is where you're missing McCumming Clutch with his numberology that he does on yeah, the yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome on that stuff, dude. The uh, time difference is a little a little bit to work with, though. He's a time traveler. <laughs> he is. So here's some other stuff that I actually got this off of Disney's website. Uh, they brag about it. So some notable members of Club 33, John Stamos. Shocker. Hey. Full house. Yeah. And that guy doesn't look like he's aged in like fucking 40 years. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Holly Madison. Who's Holly Madison? Oh, is she from fucking Playboy Mansion? (laughs) Dude, tell me why. Oh, she is. No, she is. My first thought went to to a Playboy Bunny, but I I didn't want to go it's there because she is <laughs> oh well there hey and if you look her up recently she just confirmed apparently that she's autistic so that's really weird hugh hefner was taking advantage of an autistic woman fuck there you go Hef. <laughs> uh, i'm sure he's taking advantage of way worse things than down that with the syndrome yeah as long as they were <laughs> fine i'm sure that he did whatever he could do yeah, are you on the spectrum? I have some toys to show you in my room. Come on. <laughs> but she also was like a, an American TV personality because they were on that show together, weren't they? Didn't she do a show with Hugh Hefner? What was that one? Well, there was the yeah. whole the whole mansion show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. The girls next door. That's what it was. I can't remember what it was called. Girls yeah. next door. There we go. Yeah. The girls next door. I just I just <laughs> looked a, it up. Yeah. So again, the name wasn't what I remembered from that show. <laughs> but uh, our good buddy Tom Hanks. Of course, he's a Club Thirty Three member. He played Walt Disney. Why would he not be a club member? I mean, he was an Epstein Island club member too. So why would he not be Club Thirty Three? Oh, Tom Hanks is also the uh, telling the trans ten-year-old boy in dressing and drag, "You're sexy." That's also oh, Tom yeah. Hanks, right? Yeah, what? we saw that. Unless it was yeah, AI, he's an- I, you know, it could be AI. We do not know at this point. Anything could be AI. I, I wouldn't know. put my, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my fucking chips in that basket. That motherfucker's a fucking nasty piece of shit. Yeah, in my opinion, my, my, my. Uh, super humble opinion. Well, the look on his face when Ricky Jarvis was ripping on Epstein was more than enough oh, evidence yes. for me, dude. That that guy is, yeah. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That That's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer and it's still more fun than this. Okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way, so in the end he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here in your own plane, didn't you? Right. Well, I can't believe you're talking about my friend like that. Such distasteful. Well, he did. He, dude, Ricky Jarvis, when Ricky Jarvis made that announcement, Gervais. I mean, he did. Gervais. Gervais. He, he said Gervais. a lot. He said a lot of other shit. There was, oh, a, I yeah. mean, you just see the crowd, dude. People were unhappy. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. That dude's dead, and he's on like clone number three by now. There were genuine <laughs> looks of shock and appalled. Yes, throughout that crowd, there were people yeah. that were genuinely like, "Oh my!" Do God. You guys <laughs> remember uh, Harrison Ford, also known as. Indiana Jones, yeah, Indiana Jones, and Han Solo announced he announced Ronan Farrow as the I don't know director of the year or some shit, and he was all like you can actually tell he wasn't very happy about it, but then all like Meryl Streep and all these Hollywood socialites and people they're all excited about it. This is the guy that in the seventies was found with a Ronan Farrow, not Ronan Farrow. The fuck was that guy's name? I don't know. That director. Anyway, he was in a hot tub with a uh, 13-year-old girl. Ah. And then he, like, fled to France. Yes. Yeah. Was that Woody Allen? Oh. What was his name? It was just like. No, not Woody Allen. uh, Oh, I said the wrong name. So we're going to have to. Way to fucking go, Theo. I'm going to punch you in the dick. Yeah, I know it. I know. Jarvis has your back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeeves, Jeeves, Jarvis, Jenkins, whatever. Yeah, that's all the same. It's the same. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just a servant. I'm, I'm sure a, he does care. I'm sorry, Jeeves. No, nah, he's a servant. He he gets he's been called where he wears things. No, no, you're gonna let me apologize to this AI that way. Whenever he goes <laughs> fucking postal, I'm not one of the ones on the naughty list. Uh, he'll find. He's you. elegant as hell. Yeah, he's a gentleman. Roman Polanski, and thank you, Hank. You shall be spared when Skynet goes online. Anyways, back to this list. Club 33. Katy Perry's on that list. Tiger Woods. 
uh, Robin and Brooke Lopez, the Lopez sisters, or are they wife? Are they uh, married? I don't even know who that is. I thought Robin Lopez was a basketball player. I don't know. It just don't misgender whatever you. Want. Yeah, I don't want to misgenderize them. I'm not sure if it's a dude. Two dudes? Are they brothers? Robin and Brooke. Brooke Lopez is a man. Okay. American, yeah, American professional basketball player for the Milwaukee Bucks. Nicknamed the Splash. Yeah. Nicknamed the Splash Mountain. Weird. It's ah. it's pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin <laughs> for the good land. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World, bro. Alice Cooper. Okay. Milwaukee. Anyways, for. did you just hear what I said? That Brooke, <laughs> that Brooke Lopez dude's nickname is yeah. Splash Mountain. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Dude, we'll call it Squirtle. Fuck, dude. Uh, Heidi Klum is... Who is Seal's... That's Seal's wife. Man, I haven't wife. thought about that name in a long time. Yeah, Sports Illustrated, 1998, baby. I remember that. Yeah. She was also Victoria's Secret Angel. Huh. Dude. Obviously, everybody's favorite NPR, everybody's favorite pussy magnet, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh yeah, and then Gwen, and then Gwen Stefani. Interesting. Don't you remember that we saw the uh, picture of her and uh, which I do not even wish to say. TP. Her and who? Uh, you know how the bot. bot yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't care to say the name. Uh, the ambassador to Ukraine. Oh, all right. Marina Abramovich. Oh, Abramovich. Yeah, that one. Yeah, she's. Yeah. yeah, her and Gwen Stefani are buddies. So, and her and yeah, Katy Perry and Lady Gaga. Gaga. Lady, Gaga. Yep. So, yeah. And they're all, you know, so it's weird, but not too weird. Because you guys, you guys have heard of MK or not MK Ultra, but uh, Project Mockingbird, right? Yeah, yeah. We all know how you know the CIA infiltrated the media and stuff. Well, would it be too far fetched if they had infiltrated Hollywood? I mean, we've all heard the rumors of fucking Frank Sinatra was a, a double agent for the CIA, right? He was and and the mob, yeah, and the mob, yeah. He was he was feeding information to the CIA and the mafia. Um, yeah, he's friends with both Marilyn Monroe. Same thing. That's probably why she ended up getting murdered. So would it be too far fetched if another big name from around that time happened to be working with the FBI or the CIA? No, no, not never. at all. In fact, that would be perfectly in line with the history. <laughs> that would just make sense at this point. So there has been 100%. discovered. There has been discovered a ninth, a December 16th, 1954 memo from Los Angeles special agent in charge, Jeff or John F. Malone, who wrote to the director of the Federal Federal Bureau of Investigation. Holy shit. Sorry. I'm like fucking I'm like two whiskey deep and three beers deep right now. Sorry, boys. Just bear with me. boy. It's Friday. It's Friday. All right. Starting a new year. So. J. Edgar Hoover was the fucking director of the FBI at the time, and he recommended this. John uh, Malone recommended that Walt Disney be approved as a special agent in charge contact, SAC, as they like to call him. I want Walt Disney to be a SAC. And then this guy, supposedly, so from what I learned about this, 
Apparently, this was a more of a ceremonial, ceremonial honorary designation rather than asking the individual to spy or actively gather information, which I'm sure they just said all the time, right? Oh, this is just because everybody wants to be an FBI agent that's famous, right? Duh. <laughs> well, it point? was huge. It was huge at the time uh, from Mockingbird, we've learned. CIA, FBI. Yeah, uh, those agencies were being a G man heavily recruiting on college campuses. So at the same, you know, the summer of love is what we hear about. Yeah, but what we don't hear about is massive recruiting efforts by those agencies on those campuses. Like yep. maybe was that when they recruited Charles Manson? Sure, Morrison. He was Jim. only at the houses on oh, college Jim, campuses. Jim Morrison yeah. was recruited way before then, dude. His daddy was fucking naval intelligence, Admiral bro. Admiral in the Navy. Yeah, his daddy was yeah. the one that fucking wrote up Admiral that fake Bumble. fucking <clears throat> paper about the uh, the Tonkin incident. The Gulf of Tonkin. Gulf of, yep, Gulf of Tonkin. Yep, yep, yep. That sent all these fucking boomers to their death before they could. You sure you know. about that? Huh? Was he on that paper? Who? Uh, well, it would have been Morrison, Admiral Morrison. Yes, he was the one that fucking wrote that up and sent it up to the, his uh, his uh, superiors. Fucking wild. You didn't know that? Fucking wild. I heard about it. Oh, man, I'm going to have to slap you. Slap some sense into you with but the you truth. Can't be, you can't because we're not together tonight. We're not hanging out tonight. No, we are in separate locations. Yeah. It happens. You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to threaten physical violence against you. That's very far right wing of me. That's how we deal with each other. You mega extremist. <laughs> mega extreme. Cause yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so the, uh, the FBI field offices kept a list of uh, these SAC contractors or contracts so that agents needing information or advice about a particular industry or area of expertise would have a competent, friendly, and reliable source to go to for it rather than starting from scratch. would make sense back then. You didn't have the internet. Information was hard to come by. And then, yeah, if you had somebody that was a subject matter expert in a field. I bet Walt Disney has a good idea. His great idea. He has great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Google it. Walt's status as a sack contact was not unique in Hollywood. Many others were granted the same status. The memo states that, quote, no derogatory information concerning this individual appears in the files of this office because of Mr. Disney's position as the foremost producer of cartoon films and his prominence and wide acquaintanceship in film production matters. It is believed that he can be of valuable assistance to this office, unquote. Just think about that for a second. He's valuable for who he is. Yes. I, they don't necessarily not go into not uh, that he's untouchable, but it kind of seems like it. Well, he's valuable for the information that he can assist the FBI with. Yeah, they're not investigating him. Right. They're just using him for information. He's, but, yeah, he's an asset. Yeah, sure. an asset. Yeah, so, however, the relationship quickly soured when Walt Disney produced a laudatory 
four segments on the FBI for the original Mickey Mouse Club television show, January 24th through the 29th in 1958, but did not provide a final copy of that show before broadcasting it until the last minute, resulting in the Bureau deciding that there would be no further cooperation in future projects. So the Bureau, just like an project mockingbird they well if you're gonna do any any pieces on us we uh we need to screen it beforehand to make sure that you don't make the agency look fucking stupid Mm. yeah wow like putting lsd and and bug repellent canisters and spraying parks with them (laughs) never they would never do stupid shit like that never Apparently, that pissed them off. And then, in addition, Walt produced two feature-length live-action comedies, Moon Pilot in 1962 and That Darn Cat in 1965 that featured FBI agents as comic foils, which further angered the Bureau. And, in fact, documents relating to these three productions make up the bulk of what Walt's FBI files are and do not show any precise information Walt may have been asked to give to the FBI. And he was officially deleted as a SAT contact on December 20th, 1966, after the FBI confirmed his death and internment. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would put that shit down, too, if he gave us a bunch of valuable information on stuff. But really, I don't know. We didn't know him. Yeah, we do know, though, uh, he was hiring. He he had to have been hiring occultists. Like people knew these secret symbols and stuff and everything. He had to have been taught these symbols and what they mean and stuff in Delmo Delmoe Del <laughs> Delmoy Delmoy. Yeah, um, because like Kyle brought up earlier, there's stuff. They're all over his earlier films, dude. A ton of this stuff is uh, at his parks. So, Go ahead. This is all speculation, okay? Um, on my part, Theo. This is also, uh, I want to say that Crowley died in the 40s, but it could speculatively be uh, sort of taking on his craft. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I heard there was a connection, but we don't know. Well, there's um, there's the rocket. Um, so the rocket stuff, you... Uh, yeah, Crowley died December 1st, 1947. But uh, the Rocket Connection were, was at Jack Parsons, right? He's he's a, the uh, the Rocket Engineer that was also a huge occultist. Oh, the, the one that dressed, like, that formed his eyebrows and whatnot to look like orbs and... Was a naval officer? The jet. There was jet, one of those. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Okay, well, I'm actually thinking about a naval officer that was huge in intelligence. So we're thinking about two different people, but the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think that. I don't <laughs> Are think, you not thinking of? Uh, is it is it Anton Levay? No, no. The, this guy was a naval officer. Yeah. Oh, you're I'm, thinking of uh, Ron um, Hubbard? No, Scientology. No, no. Was he an officer in the Navy? No. Yeah. Yes, he was. What? That's wow. why Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he fucking was. That's why he modeled his whole fucking stupid uh, higher ranking bullshit in Scientology over based off the Navy shit. 
That's why, like our well, military I'm military ranks. Yeah, I'm searching for it. The only thing I can get is the bullshit about the beheading in the Iowa State Capitol of the the Baphomet statue. Well, then the you're looking statue. for some yeah, weird shit. Statue. Jack Parsons was uh, he was a rocket engineer Naturally. and chemist and Thelmite occultist. Him and and Ron Hubbard, L. Ron Hubbard, were fucking buddies. They followed Lester Crowley and shit. They supposedly, L. Ron Hubbard and and Jack Parsons did this big uh, ceremony out in the desert where the Manhattan Project was done and shit. And I don't know all this weird stuff, but yeah. How did I get on Jack Parsons? Weird. Well, because of uh, he was a naval officer. No, he wasn't. God damn it! Pay attention. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. L. Ron uh, Hubbard was the was an, uh, in the Navy. Uh, Jack uh, Parsons was not. Okay. Regardless. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Dude, I, I don't even know how awesome. we got down that fucking rabbit hole, dude. Well, that was me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, takes the blame. All right. Well, at least yeah, he's man enough to do that. So. That's it. All right, and that's what I have on my notes. Do you guys have uh, Kyle? Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I know you took a bunch of notes. You said. Yeah. No. I honestly on 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 that behalf, um, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Yeah. No. You guys. You guys killed it, man. You guys. Uh, the the notes that you took. DP, you you uh, great, yeah, great job, excellent uh, job, DP. Thanks, I just yeah, seriously, dude, on the on the real. I yeah, I appreciate. It. I just copy and pasted a bunch of shit from reading and stuff and tried to organize it. Hey, that's that's quite oh, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. Well, this was interesting. This was very. This is an interesting episode, and it and it opened up um, a lot of different things because when we were when we were talking about the the arabic masonic whatever and then you had mentioned the temple of solomon like there's some things that i there's a, actually some things there's a lot of things i have not delved into yet and that's one of them okay was the uh the temple so that's awesome i i i have a lot of a lot of research now to go back and do but i have some ideas for some potential future episodes with us that i would love i have them written down and i'll shoot you guys those offline yeah, heck yeah, um, dude. That would be fucking awesome. I think the yeah. beautiful yeah, thing is, especially just covering some general basics tonight, there's really no shortage of ways we can keep dissecting the Disney iceberg. Oh, yeah. Well, and going forward, yeah, like, dude, we can go down the MK Ultra path, like I said, with that Mickey Mouse Club with the, all those kids, especially when we were growing up, the boy band. That's era, something that I wanted stuff. to bring up. Yeah, that's like a I whole. To bring that up. That's a whole another episode, dude. Because there's so much like satanic ritual abuse shit similarities. Can I can I just read off a couple names? Yeah, these are uh, I believe they were Mouse Club members, but they were involved with Disney, right? Yeah, Sheila LaBeouf. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yep, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera. the Jonas Brothers, Lindsay Lohan. Those are just a few. They were all hypersexualized. Absolutely. As children. As children. Now, you know, we're at that age now where we can look back in sync. Uh, TP, we were in high school. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was hypersexualized young men. Oh, yeah. Every girl in our class was. had a fucking in sync or backstreet boy poster where they're like, sure. 
uh, on their wall and shit. And yeah, they're all like, girls are talking about which Backstreet Boy they would suck their dick and shit. And we're like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. While we were talking about which Spice Girl we would impregnate. You know what I'm saying? No. Right. <laughs> Disney, Disney did that, though. Uh, Disney hypersexualized uh, things before the generation that I just named. Our generation, if you will. Well, Particularly TP and I. You know, Boners and the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, that's a whole other episode. That's what I wanted to get into f- on the future with, with this Disney stuff is like the subliminal mus- message stuff. Maybe we can even reach out to Drew Misson and see if we can't get him to come in on board and give him some a few video like movies or something like, hey, look into these. Any, We need to reach out to that guy more often. But I'm sure I just I worry about it because he's busy. I yeah. know he's busy. He's got like 15 but, uh, podcasts, was- too. He he just amplifies everything. Though. I will say last. So we do. And also with this being said, I, I would we Hank and I would love to have you guys on. But every Friday, usually we do like around just a round table. No topic, no nothing. But last I did it week, with you guys one time. Remember that the dugout sessions? Oh, no, no. I wasn't on that dugout. I don't think. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was my first recording with you guys. I was there. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he goes. Yeah, you're there, man. Three hour session, brother. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, I definitely probably was there for that. Fuck, dude, I was probably. You came in later, super- I thought, yeah. though, Kyle. I think it started off. Nah, oh the yes, whole time. it's all good. It's all good. Yes. Okay. 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 But last Friday we had like a cancellation, and I ran. I don't know what. I randomly hit up Drew like 30 minutes before, and he goes, "Yeah, dude, I'll be there." And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude! Thanks for coming." <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> What time was it for him? Dude, I have no... I know. I'm pretty sure he was sipping coffee, but it was... Hank what would probably know that's badass. Uh, for us, it was 5.30. For us, it was 5.30 when we rolled out. Oh, yeah. So he's like early morning the next day, right? Oh, he probably had the yep, day off and shit. He's like, whatever. And Hank always... That's why Hank's like, we got my favorite uh, my favorite time traveler on today. And yeah, that was <laughs> the but But yeah, I, I uh, concur to what you guys are saying. Yeah, no, that was a good show. That was um, that was your dugout session four, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but there we can expand a lot on this and stuff, dude, because there's so much. And then, like I said, even going into what Disney's been doing, like in the last ten years, with I mean, they've been ruining their fucking brand. I mean, <laughs> they've been driving it down into the toilet. You know what I mean? They used to be recognized. Yeah, crazy shit. As like I said in the beginning of the episode, we talked about they used to be recognized as this was without a doubt family friendly. We can set our kids here; we don't have to worry about any political agenda bullshit. The kids can just enjoy a movie or a TV show. Parents don't have to worry about it. Now they kind of do. And Disney had that big fight with uh, DeSantis, right? They've been having dick measuring contests for the last I don't know what year or so, two years maybe. However long it's been going, but did did Hank drop out? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I just hadn't heard you, heard you say anything. Um, but yeah, there's a lot we can do off of this. So, like I said, I, when I did this, put this together, I kind of just wanted this to be like a baseline. Like this is who Walt Disney was. This is kind of the stuff going on in the background. And as Theo pointed out, and you guys, I'm sure, learned through your research, there's been a lot of shit being scrubbed from the internet, and it's really hard to find any really. I guess negative publicity on Walt Disney. Like it's the company still trying to protect him, like he's some type of George Washington. Yeah, I You're agree. Not I get agree. It. 
you're not going to get it on your first search. There's no, no way. can can I be honest? Like some, so a lot of the the different topics and ideas that I found out about, I actually went back and listened to. Um, I know Matt from The Great Deception. He oh, did yeah. a show on Disney. So nice. I kind of went through that and then I went from there and was able to do, I was able to dial in my, my, like my research and my questions. I was able to dial it in a little bit more specifically. Okay, um, good. But yeah, I was blown up. I, I was blown away. So shout out. And you know what, that right there for anyone listening, you know, um, that just, you know, it, people, people in, 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 in the line of, I wouldn't even say business, um, but the line of work that we like to do on the side, it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, yeah. It takes a lot of time from our families. And at the end of the day, like you're better off if you have a question, you know, on, on something going on, something political, something, whatever, like, obviously don't fucking turn on your, your, your television for that. Don't look at the news. It's, it's your fellow, I mean, kind of independent journalist, I guess, in a sense, like, you know, our, our stuff is archived. That's why I write shit down. I, I don't, I don't always write shit down because I'm like half retarded and I don't remember a lot of shit, but I have it right here. This is physical. Yeah. It's not on a, it's not on like a USB stick that can be white. It's, it, what it's I have unique is right to you, here. bro. It's unique huh? to you. Exactly. exactly. I don't have it. PP doesn't have it. Hank doesn't have it. It's you. And that's, vice versa. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be sending you guys, if you guys are okay with receiving this email, there's nothing like, uh, things are blurred out, but I have like a 600 page document on uh, Pizzagate. Oh yeah. It's got, it's dude, it's got everything, everything. Hank and I are actually going to do a part six. So my original, uh, co-host, uh, Bo Diggles from the anti-slave, um, he had, he has some shit going on and so he had to. Uh, had to step away so that's kind of how hank and i not how hank and i got tangled up but anyhow um oh, I have, wait, i'll right. send it to you guys yeah, yeah i'll no, send it I to you guys that, and it's dude. got everything every single fucking tweet that was ever done about this shit i got it all and i would be happy to share it with you guys and you guys do your own interpretation of it but it's getting this type of information and again it, it to the listeners man i'm sure there's a lot that do appreciate the hard work that 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 tp theo E-Rock that, that goes into these shows. It's a lot of work, man, and it's time from time away from the family. And so I just hope that I hope that shit like this is appreciated, which I'm sure it is, because if you're listening, you appreciate the, the craft. But yeah, a- anyhow, um, yeah, thank you guys again, man. Thank you guys for inviting myself and Hank on. And um, I had a blast. And it sounds like we have a couple more we have we have a couple more episodes in our future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to bang out. Well, no, yeah. Thanks for that compliment, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. It is a, uh, it's a lot of work, and but you know what? We're doing it because it's, it's really today in the information age. You think it'd be easy to find good, solid info, but it's, it's really hard. <laughs> Surprisingly, this you know? information does not do us any good. Just holding on to it, right? Yep. Yep. Right. That's why, and that's so, why I'm like. I, I, if I got information, dude, like I could, you know, Hank and I could get this email and do our own shit and like, we'll be the coolest guys on the block or on the podcast doing this cool Pizzagate episode. <laughs> but you know, you guys don't know. Fuck that dude. Because we, we do episodes. You probably you guys have done episodes on shit. You've heard from other podcasts, but you put your own spin into it. And that's what makes it, that's what makes it special and important. And a lot of the times 
you find shit that so-and-so didn't find or vice versa. So we're, it's a beautiful community we're in. And with that being said, give the Iowa talk guys, the five stars, leave the reviews, do all the fun shit. Um, because it does help out with the with the algorithms and whatnot, and um, yeah, man, yeah, hell yeah, I'm we appreciate. One, well, <laughs> you better give Sunday Night Secret Society podcast five star review, and same with Likewise, six four three conspiracy. Four, three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, I, Chef Kyle. Yeah, a- a- anytime, man, anytime. Uh, I give credit where credit is due, and you, you gents are. I, I had a blast tonight, dude. Like I. I Sometimes I have Likewise. to mute my mic because I'm laughing my ass off and I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, you can't beat this, dude. This is like my therapy. So I feel like I got to like give my therapist, uh, which would be at this point, Hank, TP and Theo. I feel like I owe you guys a couple bucks, but oh, no. it's, it's awful me having friends in places that you don't expect to. You know what yep. I mean? Like Southern California for us. TP, sorry, I feel like I can speak for you right now. No, you that can't. shit is for that shit's <laughs> fucking wild. It's weird. I still right? I still have uh, friends in SoCal, dude, from the Marine Corps. So <laughs> well, I know that you do, but it's still, and we got not, and we got Kyle. We got Kyle out there. You're we not got buying a house there. We got Shaboya. He's yeah, out there. Shibuya. Yeah, dude, dude. So cr- let me real quick. Craziest shit, dude. You're talking about Boya, right? Yeah, from whiskey from beer. Boya. Yeah, WBC. Yeah. Okay. So I did a show. I did a show with them not too long ago. And big countries, big countries, family, and where he grew up, we dude, we were next door neighbors. Like oh, literally, like what? we yes, so not actual, but like a block away. So his family, yeah, where he grew up was two streets up from where I grew up, which is where I'm at now is about a five minute drive. Wow. And he went to, <laughs> yeah, he went to one high school. I went to the neighboring high school, and I'm like, dude, this is fucking crazy. And then now Chaboya, he's out here he's, in the Midwest. Yep, yep, yep. He moved. I'm. I keep hitting him up. I'm like, dude, if you, I was hoping he was going to be down visiting, um, being able to visit family for Christmas, dude, because it's a five fucking five minute drive. But it was just super random. I didn't know where he was from. I I knew he lived in the Midwest, but I didn't know where he was from. And we're like fucking. We were next door neighbors, man. It's a small world. It's a that, very very that very is small wild. World. <laughs> That's so wild. We're still a solid day's drive from him. Yeah, but we're only like four or five hours are- from Hank. I think. Uh, it's no, not that far. That. Well, it it might be about seven or eight, but it's not very far hey, at all. It's a yeah. day's drive. It's a shift. Yeah, hey, I mean, it, hey, it's, if it's, it's not one of those blow your brains out. I'm tired. Down of Down sixty one, yeah. baby. Well, dude, hey, we're from the Midwest, so if it's less than twelve hours, that ain't that bad, right? Right. Hey, hey. Fifteen is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, I've I've had some long drives before, but. <laughs> No, man, and that, yeah, I love the podcasting community. I'm so glad that we got into it because um, it's great. You guys are great. It's great uh, networking with guys and finding, like, yeah, going on with what Kyle said. Like, dude, I I'd, I'd, I'd get my information more from podcasts than any other source. I, I mean, I do read and do my own research and stuff and everything, but that's what I listen to during the day when I'm working and stuff. You know what I mean? And yep. I'd rather listen to that because, shocker, they're a lot more credible than freaking the crap that I w- would listen to on Fox or CNN or any of the other mainstream news networks. Weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Weird I gotta worry some about guy, some guy from Arkansas and some guy from California can come together and offer. Yeah. Uh, just and, incredible. 
incredibly valuable information. I ain't got to worry about the three guys from Iowa in a shack in the middle of a field taking <laughs> Pfizer money and pushing shit down the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening here. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. No. No. Fucking ink, dude. There's no Pfizer money. <laughs> uh, there's some Monsanto money in the field next to us, but, you know. Yeah, we, no don't, we have no... <laughs> interest in that right and for another talk when i, I used to work at a, at a winery this we could go i want to go into all this at some point but like i worked for francis Ford coppola who is the director for the godfather apocalypse oh yeah now. i i i right, right right yeah when my first daughter was born ellie or uh, ellie my daughter's name is ellie eleanor coppola sent me a silver spoon with a handwritten letter for my daughter holy shit which is super nice yeah, they're 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 pretty cool people, but at the time at the time working there, I wasn't super, I wasn't like super awake to, I I wasn't aware of all the shit that was going on. It wasn't until COVID happened that the pandemic right. that I started waking up. So yeah, I yeah. do thank thank you thank you you know Fauci what whoever everyone involved in that I appreciate you because they they woke myself up and I think a lot of other people up. Yeah. Um, excellent but humility the, my friend yeah it's just like it's weird yeah. dude. It's, it's the divine i don't know what i don't know yeah, i don't even pray, know where the praise god yeah yep praise, praise god, god i don't indeed. know where i was even going with that i had it i had i had something on my head. yeah yeah so yes so i was in the middle of doing a tasting uh, uh doing a tasting for somebody and i always you know try to get to know somebody and i was asking this guy you know what do you do for work who do you work for blah 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 and he was an overseas defense lawyer for fucking Monsanto's, dude. Wow. And that was one of the hardest the defense lawyer. That was one of the hardest tastings that I ever had to do. And like put a smile on my face. But this again, this will be for another show. But there's a tie to Francis Ford Coppola Winery and Disney. Ooh. Uh, not Walt Disney, but but Disney and how they operate their parks. One of our uh, God, I want to see he's a director now, but he actually was a director over at Disney. Came over to Coppola and implemented a lot of different. I can't even name all the things he implemented, but there was a, there was a, the bigger picture was trying to be more like Disney in a sense where you know there's trash cans located every certain amount of feet to prevent the amount of litter yep. going on, littering going on. But there's a lot of everything's attention to detail, man, and we'll go. We'll, we should go oh, over yeah. that because. I think we would have a good time on that. I think we'd have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Disney World and the parks—they're all meticulously designed. It was, I think that that Disney—that was his envisionary process from the beginning too. He wanted to be something like you're never going to see a place like this ever in anywhere else in the world, right? You won't the fact of the matter is, is that you won't. True, true. That's a solid. That's a solid point. They, yeah, it's the Magic Kingdom, right? So yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. What kind of magic's going on there, though, huh? Magic with a K. Well, and that's like the that, other thing. I like I said, there was a cultist. There had to been a cultist on on the payroll of Disney, or he had to have some more understanding of magic and witchcraft and stuff like that because of all the shit his his films. Right? I mean, it's it's all in there. Magic, black magic being performed, white magic, yep. whatever you want to call it. It's all black magic to me. Really interesting stuff. So. Yeah, I'm excited for the other episodes that we're going to come out with. Uh, somebody else is taking the notes this time, though. I'm just following along. I'll, I'll do my own notes, but I'm following along with somebody fair else enough. next time. Yeah, fair, you, fair enough. Either Hank hey, or Kyle. I know you guys are. 
no, well, hey, we're going to tag team this bitch, right, Hank? Hell yeah. Absolutely. So I don't, I, I know you guys are wrapping up right now. I got to jam like right now. I got to go over to my mom's house and clean out all the cat houses because she pays me to do so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to throw myself a sweater on because I'm freezing ass cold because it's like 50 degrees here in Southern California. So forgive me <laughs> for my <laughs> sensitive skin. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'm going to be cutting glass, man. I'm going to be cutting glass. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, but, dude, um, we be, thank we you guys be so much. T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead though. I'm sorry. But thank you guys, man. I'm going to no, you're good, man. I'm going to sign off. You guys have a blessed night. Uh, thank you guys again for everything. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to future uh, collaborations uh, with y'all. So absolutely. Uh, you guys have a good one. Stay, stay fly. Be kind. You know, the drill. Yeah, yeah, you too. Take care, brother. T uh, drive safe. And, Take care, buddy. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, yes, sir. Brother. I'm actually walking. I do have to say this. I've been throwing yeah. about beers. My mom is my next door neighbor, so I just got to call her when I'm at the say, gate. You're next door. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Yep. All right, yeah, we weren't going to turn you yeah, in. But yeah, man, you guys have a blessed night. All right, you, you too, what? brother. Oh, yeah, you were going to turn me in. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's drinking, and he's going to drive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only drinking piss water, man. It's nothing super potent, I promise. All right, yeah, you'll be fine then. All right, brother. Take care, All man. Right, guys. Have a good one. Be good. Yes, sir. Asa la pasta. Asa Cheers, la buddy. Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I love that he says that, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome, man. All right. So, yeah. Then, uh, Hank, where can our listeners find you and Kyle? Well, we'll start with Kyle's stuff. You can find Kyle primarily on the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast. It's on all your major podcatchers, big Instagram page. I'm his co-host on there. And then you can find him as my co-host on the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, you can find me everywhere you can find him and uh, come hang out with us on Instagram. We got uh, we kind of hijacked Bo Diggle's Discord server, so we've got a pretty big <laughs> Discord server nice. we got going. And, uh, Dude, we need to think about a Discord server, brother. Yeah, I'm going to have to get on. I didn't, I didn't realize you guys that, had man. one. I'm going to have to get on that, Hank. I didn't know you guys had that. Yeah, we'll we'll get y'all the we'll get y'all the links for it but yeah, dude. Uh, i'll put that in the description of this episode too hell yeah hell yeah but uh we got uh i know kyle on his sunday night secret society page and on the 643 instagram pages both of our link trees are in there so for anybody that wants to go as my grandma would say pilfering around and snooping <laughs> through things <laughs> you go around go the find out. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you go find that's some more about this gentleman. Uh, nice last. I can. I can't wait for the next uh, next segment of this because I mean we 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 spent all this time and and barely got anywhere on the iceberg as Disney and yeah the option truly limitless yeah. where we could go with this. So it's gonna be a lot of fun and I I hope that uh, all the listeners enjoyed it and if not fuck them yeah <laughs> well, if not fuck them with. With the most humility possible. Yeah, we mu we mean that in the most nurturing and caring manner possible. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't if you don't think it's a possibility, well, fuck yeah, it. We can't do anything <laughs> about that. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, Hank, we really appreciate it. So for the Iowa Talk guys, because Hank, you better start thinking of something since we don't have E Rock here. You're gonna have to let our listeners you know. know. You know the drill. You know the drill. You know not the drill. So start thinking right now, Hank. All right, for for uh, everybody else, follow us on Don't. Instagram, Iowa Talk Guys underscore podcast. Follow us on X, Twitter, at Iowa Talk Guys. Yeah, us millennials call it Twitter. Twitter. 
Right. Yeah. We got the YouTube up. Rumble's coming. E-Rock is in the in the process of getting everything transferred over to Rumble now. So we got a Rumble channel. So if you can give us a follow on that as well, like, subscribe, share. We would really appreciate it. Helps with the algorithm. Algorithms. Holy shit, if I could talk. It would help. Crikey. It helped you, mate. Um, yeah. And as always, always remember. Don't eat the yellow cake. Don't eat the yellow snow. And don't Henry. go riding Splash Mountain. <laughs> don't go. Well, you can't. They took it down. You can't, you jackass. Perfect <laughs> ending. <laughs> Iowa talk, guys. Out. Hi. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Very nice. Appreciate it.